You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussy is misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hey. How's it going? Welcome to uh, Snack Episode 207.5. Guess the fuck who's coming to dinner? Jealousy, masturbation, <laughs> and hand sex. The penultimate Snack Episode before season two concludes itself of Killing Eve. And everyone's going wild. And a lot of people have lots of things they're speculating and are afraid of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Justifiably. Yes. They be fucking us up with those promos. Yes. Um, we don't know why, but well, as soon as we put our episode up, we get all these extra shots Extra scenes, of, extra stuff we didn't see before. I mean, luckily, we're good at bingo, so some <laughs> some things definitely fell into place. This is true. This is fucking true. We hope everyone is having a great week so far, enjoying the nice weather. It has been nice, at least, on the East Coast here in New York, which, ladies, I'm sure you know, the sun comes out for two seconds, and so do the gross men. Uh, yeah. And they're catcalling. I was like, it's been warm for two seconds, and I'm being catcalled already. Yay, NYC. Ugh. I so love it. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't. Why? Why? Why is this a thing that people do? Uh, respect the agency that's it just respect people's agencies that's it now you get a piece of sunlight in new york and all the creepers come out so hopefully everyone out there is doing your best to avoid the creepers that come out with the sunlight as we are so should we just jump into the corrections we don't even have a lot today we've got a shit ton as i'm sure you guys might imagine revelations and musings for obvious fucking reasons yes this is like the season to be musing your ass off ultimately Tis the season to be musing. All right. So, yeah, let's jump into our corrections. Corrections. It's the correction segment. Wow. Did we totally fuck that up? Did we? I mean, I hope not. Did, did, I think we did. We, did we? Yeah. And this is why we have snack episodes. Okay. So this first correction is, well, it's on me. And it's basically completely irrelevant to the show, <laughs> except that it's not because it is in the world of sapphic love and experience. And that's when I was talking up Fingersmith and the Korean adaptation that I incorrectly referred to as The Handmaid's Tale. And as I was in the studio earlier today talking about how I fucked that up because I always do. And I think it's just because The Handmaid's Tale has appropriately scarred me. I don't even watch the show. I've not finished the second season because it takes me to such heightened levels of actually wanting to do violence against men that I just, I'm like, it's not, it's not good for my psyche. So no, anyone who may have seen the film or is familiar with either The Handmaid's Tale show from Amazon or The Handmaiden, which is what I meant to refer to, you know that that was a fucking mistake. A massive, a massive mistake because they couldn't be two fucking, two more different properties. Right. It, I mean, my goodness. It's really not your fault. I blame it on the, the cultural smudging of The Handmaiden. I by do. Letting them go ahead and promote their propaganda and call it the handmaid's tale <laughs> because um it's misogyny propaganda too i can't uh, deal with it and right in the middle of this sea of what the war on abortions or whatever they're calling this oh as the patriarchy ramps up the nonsense around the world yeah not a show that i can watch when i'm trying to deal with fucking escapism so the handmaiden is what i was referring to which 
you know, I feel like it got a, a great deal of exposure for people who are looking for such content. But in terms of the grand exposure it should have received, I don't think it did. And that's because it was not nominated for an Oscar. And that's not to say that it should not have been nominated for an Oscar or that it wasn't eligible. It was. It's actually the country that made The Handmaiden ineligible because they were having drama with one of their actresses who they felt was sliding down the moral code because that's a fucking thing. And so because she was having issues, they basically, the country, South Korea, refused to submit The Handmaiden for... Uh consideration and i want to say 2016 it was about two years ago yeah it's fucked up but it's a great film if you guys want to check it out i do feel like it's the better version although i have i'll always have a soft spot in my heart for finger smith you dirty little finger smith because <laughs> because it's funny and it doesn't i feel like the korean version has a more appropriate ending and just more optimistic and less problematic than some of the things in finger smith and it's also visually very stunning the director, Chan Wook Park, is pretty incredible at cinematography and just the sets and the clothes the women are wearing, the backdrops. I mean, all of it's just fucking beautiful. You guys can check it out. But please, please steer away from The Handmaid's Tale if you know what's good for you and steer towards The Handmaiden. And if you can, check out the non-rated version, the extended version from the director because oh, there are missing scenes that are super cut. important. They do. They do. All right, I know what I'm doing with my uh, Killing Eve hiatus. Know what I'm doing. It's a great fucking film. All right, so that's me. That's my correction. I fucked it up multiple times. The Handmaid's Tale. But yeah, it's The Handmaiden. Check it, it out, you guys. It, it rolls off of the tongue. and You know, it's, it's a mistake some will make. Uh, so I'm just going to segue over to my little uh, snafu, my boo. Your correction. Boo, my correction. Um... I, in my headcanon, and in my passion of watching Villanelle interrogate Hugo over uh, the miss, what could have been missing from when she kept trying to recreate the shepherd's pie. I'm pretty sure she only tried once and was like, nope, something's off and I need to know what it is. Um, I said that it was possible that when the scene began in the beginning with that buzzer, with, you know, she picks up the package of the book and the apology uh, by Aaron Peel that she could have been going over her head because there were no ingredients on the counter of her making anything extravagant. It was really just her spreading a paste on, on the bagel. <laughs> yeah. that, that was all why that do was you, going on. Why do you call it a want, paste? I just what want does that mean? more things. Please explain. What is paste? I mean, it could... It, is it savory? Is than, it sweet? It's more than likely just salted butter. But I mean... <laughs> Why is it salted? I don't know. Because Sona doesn't just do things regularly. It's like there are two women in her house currently. They're probably changing. Like there are things that are happening. She's not playing the domestic. She's not. She didn't even make those bitches breakfast, but they don't need that. She was like to go. Like you go and then get your breakfast elsewhere. Like I know you're broke. It's fine. Here, take a piece of bread. (laughs) You take a piece of bread. They were broke. Do we have enough change for a soda? Oh, man. It just always, I mean, I'm a person that's constantly on, you know, using the Apple Pay or just like all the digital ways to pay. Because if I have actual cash, it just disappears from my pocket. I either end up giving it to people or I lose it. It's just a hot mess. And so if I can pay with plastic or digitally, that's what I'm doing. So every time I just see people scrounging for change in general, I never have any fucking change. The only change I have is the change I refuse to spend because it's like sentimental coins from like 1922. (laughs) <laughs> I made up that year. But, you know, I'm saying like half dollars and shit that are vintage. But, yeah. Well, you yeah. were wrong. I was wrong. That was my boo-boo. She was just living her, 
crazy classic life. Her living her, her life like it's golden. Yeah. As her, she deserves. Her little I'm young and I got money. Like mini J money. Young J money. Oh, from Jessica Jones? Yeah. Oh, you just made me sad that Jessica Jones and I her mean, final season is coming. But whatever. Maybe we can do Jessica Jones stuff while we're waiting for Killing Eve to come maybe. back. Maybe. Maybe. Actually, yes. I mean, we are on a Marvel <laughs> podcast. So what are we saying? We will be covering Jessica Jones when it fucking comes back. All right. So I guess we can move on to Revelations. Revelations. Killing Eve. Revelations. <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. Uh, So this first revelation, well, I mean, you can let me know how you feel about it. But it was my own little fucking revelation that has to do with motherfucking Hugo. Because there were some things, some musings and things I saw online about Eve and, you know, how she used Hugo and hopped on his fucking knob. Like, we should fucking feel sorry for Hugo. Like, Hugo isn't a piece of shit. Like, Hugo isn't super problematic. Like, Hugo isn't definitely a womanizer. But don't we question his presence every single time he's on screen? Like On the bingo card, my whole thing was, will Hugo be of use? Because he's usually (laughs) not of use. And thankfully for him, he was able to be of use by the, the knob hopping via proxy. But so this revelation is for all those people who are vexed about Hugo and think that Eve has just stooped to some new low by jumping on his fucking knob for gratification and telling him to shut the fuck up like a good misandrist should. I would just like to remind you guys of a scene that we were, I don't say blessed with, but it was a scene that gave us some insight into Hugo's character. She just won't shut up about being vegan. If you don't actually like her, then don't go out with her. I like her body, I just don't like her. Now, what did, now what the fuck What the fuck did Hugo just say to Jess? He's bitching about some woman who's a vegan. And this is in episode four, Desperate Times. And Jess is like, well, bitch, like, why don't you just not? If you don't like her, why don't you just not? And what does he respond with? I like her body. I like her body, just not her. As if that's a perfectly reasonable explanation to have for being a dick to someone. So I submit to you, listeners, that Hugo just received the same energy that he was putting out into the world. That Eve doesn't give a single solitary shit about his mind or Not his feelings. She I just cared that. about his his knob in that time that could be used as proxy for Villanelle's strap, period. And that's okay. That's what he deserves. And this is what you call coming full circle in the narrative. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's full fucking circle. And if his feelings are hurt, maybe he should think about how he carries on with other women who aren't Eve Palastri before okay. he decides to tell Eve Palastri I've got her feels. I'm going to be a pouty, a pouty Hugo today because I was subjected to a threesome that I was not asked. Do I want to be in this threesome? And that's because she didn't give a fuck. It's because she didn't give a fuck, Hugo. It wasn't about you. It was about her and Villanelle. And you're just going to have to deal with it. And maybe he'll need therapy. Maybe he'll need to talk to someone about this because his ego will be so bruised. He'll be like, doctor, doctor, (laughs) tell me, why has this happened to me? And the doctor maybe will be like, well, have you been a piece of shit to women in your life? Maybe this is karma, huh? Maybe you should think about how you approach relationships. I don't think you were asking too many questions when Eve was ready to hop on a knob. You weren't like, well, should we talk about this? Well, what will this mean in the future? (laughs) But you try and talk the morning after? Nobby. That's not what Eve's here for. And uh, you got what you deserved. No sympathy for Hugo here, ladies and gents. She wouldn't even call me by my name. She kept calling me (laughs) Philip. You know, I already know that he was trying to ignore the obvious signs that she wasn't really with him. But his ego allowed for him to play pretend. 
I mean, I love that we don't see these things, but at the same time, I want to see these things. I Me mean, too. but uh, I just randomly super hope that something about that night gets addressed tomorrow. Uh, I said oh, tomorrow, with Friday. Friday. That's you projecting because you know. want it tomorrow. I want. I want it now. <laughs> want it now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much fucking it. That's that's yeah. my revelation is that Hugo got what he deserved. On to the next. Alrighty. So my revelation is gonna read as everything fits Villanelle. So oh, yes, you were talking about this. Now we remember when uh Villanelle had her moments of wanting to have things be perfect for when she was eavesdropping or eavesdropping on Eve. And it's like, here's a belt to go with this outfit where you're going to meet the attache. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, here's your luggage back new and improved. Where I definitely, I compiled a tweet together and I was like, well, this is when Eve lost her luggage. It was like, That's oh, well, true. your luggage came back. And then it's Villanelle going, hey, where's all my stuff? And then she's like, well, <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get that back, but this is all going to be for you for while you're here. And um, yeah, it just put, someone else in the driving seat for a change it's hugo being i don't want to call it the aggressive but it's definitely literally the you aggressive mean aaron uh, what am i calling him Peel? called him hugo oh you just you're conflating your dicks your assholes I, I, just because they're just so it's to be expected yeah yeah non-factors no nah, so aaron Peel, <laughs> you know from i guess the powers of surveillance uh, was able to size up Villanova rather accurately. So all of the stuff that's in our closet, uh, to our understanding and knowledge, it all fits. I mean, not all, any of it is really super tight. Most of it is flowing free. I don't know if he's anti-belt. I want to say that he is, and I want to kind of... But why were there belts in the repertoire for her to reach I for know. if he was anti-belt? He's but, just sort of like anti-belt with things I don't decide the belt should go with. I think it's a multitude. Like how you said that you felt like the chocolates were left by like the clerk he was rude to up front. I think True. he likes to keep certain things around that he doesn't like just to see if you'll gravitate toward it because he's still trying to get a asshole. read. Right. So you could be like, but I, I don't like that. I don't want that. Spit it That's out. That's weird. It is weird because sometimes you want to punish people for being naughty. I fucking can't and stand pale. <laughs> he... If someone tells me he's not into punishing people, I would say that they're a full-fledged lie. Because oh, that hell yeah. Is, he's a sadist. Right. There's nothing that can convince me that he's not a sadist. So why would he point? create a perfect environment where he can't flex his sadist muscle? He needs things exactly. to be able to go wrong. Like the margin of error where he's hoping that you'll pounce on it to be like, aha, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. You have no taste. Take it off. Like, I was offended for her. I was like, What? I'm not supposed to care what you think. Uh, let me not get angry. I'm just going <laughs> to step away. But yes. He, he. I don't know how people just don't get angry every time Peel is on the screen. Is that just us? It can't be. He's so vile. I was listening to, uh, who was it, Gabrielle Union, and someone talk about what it's like being a executive producer on projects where it's not mostly women in, everywhere Horrible. and around. And it's like, it's like, they said it's like trying to walk through an open door and being slapped with like uh, slammed into a brick wall. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is reality. There's glass ceilings and there's limitations. Even though your name's on projects, it doesn't mean that you can really flex the way you want to. You can't tell people, fuck you, because, you know, even though you're in this position of power to more people who look up to you, there are people above you that won't let you be the you that you know that you can be. And it's like navigating life in a constant state of rage where you can't smash anything sucks. 
It sucks, especially when the things around you suck and you and they need to be smashed. It's true. I actually have the the perfect the perfect song for what you just described. It's what I say every time someone's like, Candace, there's a bunch of men. Too many dicks. Too many dicks on the dance floor. Too many dicks on the dance floor. That would keep me off the dance floor. Too to many be honest dicks with. on the dance floor. <laughs> because I, I, oh my god when i get like randomly hot i'm angry i don't need things around me I there's need always to too many dicks on the dance floor i feel like like unless you're at a a queer bar there's always too many dicks on the dance floor and i was trying to crowd you too it's like bitch yeah, give me space I, right. elbows right get Maybe your sweaty dick away from me okay so yeah shout out to fly of the concords maybe some of you guys know by the little comedic duo they had a a short-lived series on HBO. And one half of the group has been all over the place in, I want to say Rio and, um, oh gosh, wasn't he just on a Marvel show we were watching? Jermaine. I want to say... Wait, was he, um, um, is that Nova? <laughs> you try to come in. Legion. That's right, Legion, <sighs> Legion. Thank you, producer. He's on Legion. That's exactly who I'm thinking of. He, Jermaine Clement. But he's a great musician, and he he's one of my favorite characters in Rio. He's like the bitchy parrot. Or not, excuse me, he's not the bitchy parrot. He's the bitchy cockatoo, mm. who used to be, I guess, a knockout. But now he's all fucked up, <laughs> and he feels away about his feathers. But yeah, too many dicks on the dance floor. They should put that... That song in a time capsule. If the aliens ever come and they're like, what's this country about? What's this fucking world about? What is Earth? <laughs> it's Too just going to be dicks memes. on the dance floor. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. No, if we give the aliens memes, they'll be confused like, because memes don't make any sense. Well, that, well, that's the whole point. This can't be what this means. No, they'll just blow up the fucking planet. We're deciphering their language wrong. This cannot be correct. <laughs> no, they'll literally be like, let's go into their fucking, their anthology of stuff. And they'll be like, okay, here's all this stuff. And then they'll find the memes. And they'll be like, but all these memes are the opposite of what this stuff just said it means. <laughs> Okay, either they're leaving Earth, they're like, fuck it, we're not stopping here, these fucking humans are weird, or they're blowing us the fuck up, like um, Hitchhiker's Guide for a Galaxy. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. what if what if this is like the forbidden text, like like a, a Tom Hanks movie or something? Is it is that Tom Hanks' uh, lane where he's like... What are you talking about? Like all of those Da Vinci's? Who is that? Who's that actor? Oh, you know, I was never around? really into the Da Vinci's. Oh, it is Tom Hanks? Okay. What, but Tom that, Hanks is definitely the Da Vinci like, code, but... The, the hallowed memes where it's like, oh, this is the truth, <laughs> the, the real text. Well, and this everything is else where is subtext. the queer energy rises and thrives in the memes. Yeah. Shout absolutely. out to all the crackheads and clowns out we there and the Killing Me fandom. You bitches know who you are. Keep up the good work. On to the next musing. Oh, this is me. Yeah. Oh, wait. Revelation. We're not amusing. Look at where you. Jumping the fuck ahead. I, I, I miss. I want it to be Friday Excuse so Terrence. bad. Terrence Palastri has already made an appearance. I want to be Friday. And he's thirsty to get to musings because that's where all of his ridiculousness is currently yeah. waiting to be discussed. I can't wait. Let me get into my revelation here, which is basically a mini revelation I, I feel like I've had about Aaron. Aaron motherfucking Peel. And I tweeted during the live viewing of the show that I felt like Peel was a collector. And as I thought about it some more... I feel like more often than not, when Peel is talking to Billy, he's projecting a lot because he's such a control freak. He's so assured that he understands everything and that what he doesn't understand, he probably has the best insight to, or he will be the best equipped to develop insight, especially because he's party to all of this private information from people that he just probably feels like he knows 
the capacity of people better than most others because most people just have no idea about the details that he knows about. And so what I feel like is, is that when he's goading Billy into these questions, he's actually projecting because he feels like there's already some sort of kinship between him and Billy. And so when he's trying to prod her about the money and he's like, oh, so you're a collector then. And she's like, I guess, yeah, I'm a collector. And it's because he is one too. He's he's eager to hear about it because he's like, I collect too. And um, I guess I'll get into the musings about what I think Peel is collecting. But that's just what I want to say is that Villanelle, as Billy, let him walk into that because she didn't really have to do or say much. She just had to agree with what he was already assuming about her. And uh, says a lot about fucking nasty ass Peel, if you ask me. He's creepy. Yeah, definitely gave Villanelle her in. Unfortunately, we're seeing the shirking or shrinking of Billy's character as it needs to fit the profile that uh, Peel is compiling, which is really of himself, but pasted onto someone else. I'm thinking this is a role that he definitely... I think this is something he's been doing to more women in his circle. Maybe not Ms. Leary. Maybe not her. I would but suggest everyone because sister, he I, get he looks up people's stuff and he the kind of mind that is sort of like I'm intending to feel like I know you better than you know yourself before we even have a single conversation. Yeah. Like that's that's something else. And that's that's narcissism, egoism, and he can't possibly ever consider that he's wrong or that he's on the wrong path. And that way he's like Villanelle and Eve where he's like, no, I'm right. That's what it is. And until the wrongness is maybe staring him in the face and even then he's like, yeah, but I still think I'm right. That's what I assume of Aaron Peel. Yeah, but uh, then if we're giving him this much of a, a, a profile that that almost secures his uh, his his safety throughout the in, end of the how you episode. how you figure that how you figure that how does that work why is he safe oh so we so we think that he won't be I think safe. that he will not be safe I have hopes and dreams <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Aaron Peel but that remains to be seen I suppose but yeah I don't I don't necessarily think that means he's safe not at all but yeah no that's that's my that's my little revelation Aaron Peel projects way too much and needs to slow his goddamn roll maybe that's how they get him hey I can only hope oh this next one is yeah this was your okay. revelation so um, I made a notation about something that I'd like to call negative space, um, where when you have something or someone that's on display, then you surround it with things that are, that are, I guess, less interesting. It's usually like um, when we see any shot of villain on an amazing outfit with a backdrop where it's like, we're not, we're not drawn to anything in the shot, but her. And it's like, we're looking for, or what I was looking for, was... Wait, let me start over. Da, 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 you like, da, circle da, back to I know. The, the beginning. No. Okay, so, uh, with the way I'm using the phrase negative space, I'm looking at uh, items surrounding a scene, or items missing from a scene that... Aesthetics. Yeah, definitely, like, it's prop placement. It's me definitely giving a shout-out to the way that each of these scenes are being like directed, like the way how we brought up, okay, Eve comes upstairs and there's just a bed and seemingly no other furniture in this, in this wide space. It's like, well, why is the attention on the bed? Oh, because the bed's the center attraction. It's where the magic happens. And mm -hmm, then, mm -hmm. so there's not much else that's needed, but a bed. So it's like, create an intimate moment. Oh, a mirror, more intimacy. Ah, uh, 
Let me. I know you have your specific ideas about negative space, but what I really like about the Killing Eve team, as far as I can tell, is the attention to detail. I'm someone that really, really likes detail and nuance. It matters to me, the little tiny things that add to the fullness of a character or a scene or a situation, whatever. And it always just feels like everyone involved in the production of Killing Eve takes their job super seriously. The person who's a set dresser, the costume designer, Charlotte, wardrobe, mm-hmm. everyone is like, hey, I mean, whether it's Villanelle's flat in Paris, which we discovered, I forget if we talked about it, but we discovered that it was basically built from scratch. That, you know, they're simulating the daylight and things like that. And it's it's a set, which is great because that's how you give the full personality. You're aging the paint. You're putting these fixtures in. And so I feel like the same type of care was probably taken for the London flat. Now, I'm not sure if it's the same situation of where this is on a lot because it's so much bigger than Villanelle's flat in terms of how it's shot that maybe it's an actual location. There's a grand piano in there. There's a lot going on, but that's the thing. Is there, there's a lot going on in that apartment. Yeah. And it almost feels like like something Villanelle would be into because she enjoys luxury, but it also seems obvious that it's not hers, that she picked it out because it doesn't have that chaotic luxury that was in her <laughs> Paris apartment that was like, yeah, gold fucking faucets, but dilapidated paint, but also a super fly flat, but also this boudoir that looks like it could be from 1750, but then also this other thing that looks like it was just purchased a year ago. So the flat that she's in right now in England is a little more, I guess, I would say monotone in a way because it, it seems, I I'm mean, a there's collector. a mandolin. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what they, what they like who, we had a mandolin and a grand piano. That's, I mean, that's great. I, Stringed instruments, keys, yes, so, so but Aaron also Pale, what? So an Aaron Pale who can look at you through your phone while you sleep sees, Love. oh, you have a mandolin, you have a, you have a grand piano, <laughs> and, Man. and I'm he's definitely using all of this information while he's, I guess, there's. I don't talk. even think we should talk about Aaron Pale at this time because you're just going to go down the rabbit Why? hole of suggestions which oh, if yeah. you're suggesting that he's watching her sleep then like i said before well, only then when that her means around. it doesn't matter her phone's always at the house if he's watching her sleep Why then he knows everything he knows everything hair. terrence that- if he's watching her sleep he knows that she's an assassin he knows who constantine is he knows who eve is in fact he I knows what they said so wait. you can't say one without the other either he knows I everything or he knows nothing wait. there's no in between there's no in between with aaron everything nothing everything he nothing. knows about that kill. Save it for the musings. I will. Save it for yourself. <laughs> like you always this was this was your first I of all. Know, this I was know. your revelation and look at you already on the bullshit. Terrence Pilastri. Get your wait. shit together. Are you done? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're like, let's just move to musings. But all right. We got one more. Actually we got like Wait, we got like three more. Okay. okay, let me. Oh, this one's me. Okay, so this revelation is about Constantine and what I think is potentially going on lately in this past episode, Wide Awake, but also in the season finale, You're Mine. And so basically, I think that Constantine is so pressed about Villanelle because his worth and value is actually connected to her. I think that is the problem is that we sort of get a a peek into it with the deleted scene from this past episode, which I can pull it up really quickly and play. What are you getting out of this? What do you mean? (laughs) Oh, I know why they need me, but why do they need you? 
Seems like you should worry about yourself more, Constantine. <laughs> her face. Shame. Her face when she says that. She's such a little shit. She's such a little shit. But she's also being honest. She's also telling the, the gospel truth. And so Villanelle more than once has been like, bitch, why are you here? I know why I'm here. I know what I bring to the table. I know why my girlfriend's interested in my skills. But what about you and your fucking skills, Constantine? Do they exist besides dealing with me? And so this brings me back to my revelation for now, which is that Constantine needs to manipulate Villanelle into leaving Eve or try to manipulate her into leaving Eve or just leaving her alone or separating from the situation because it puts his position in jeopardy. Without Villanelle, he means nothing. Without Villanelle, does Carolyn have a reason to keep him in the bodis of whatever she's doing? No. Without Villanelle, does the 12 have a need for Constantine? Maybe not. Maybe not. They got Raymonds and fucking Antons and other people they can call on, especially if he's not actually keeping Villanelle in line or Villanelle no longer wants to listen to him. And that was why they maybe kept him alive. And so in a certain kind of way, I wonder if Constantine is flailing in fear a little bit when he is trying to, not trying to, but he does. He interjects himself in the Carol- in the conversation with Carolyn. He consistently interrupts in the van to try to make sure things go wrong with Eve. And then we know that he shows up. Well, we'll discuss later in the previews. He shows up in Rome. What you doing there in Rome? You didn't tell Villanelle that you were going to Rome. And so why are you there? And we know when he gets to Rome, he's saying some bullshit. You gotta leave Eve. You gotta do this. And so I think he's trying to save himself. He's trying to save his relevancy as part of the 12 and save his best asset that keeps him alive and keeps him in money and getting jobs because, hey, Villanelle's a pretty capable fucking assassin. I will hang on to what I want to say. But instead of saying that, I will say, yeah, that Yo, he's the- definitely <laughs> only because I'm trying to not muse. Yeah, oh, I have to Lord. hold the muse, but just kind of say what I want to say. Yeah. So his needing. You make me choke on my damn right, coffee. His needing to tie his worth <laughs> to what he considers is his asset when she's literally her own. I don't even think asset. he needs to tie. He, it just is like he knows this, that he's that he matters not. If Villanelle is no longer in the picture. Because he can't lean on his contacts because, hello, everybody has contacts and we don't meet. Also, he's a snitch. He's a fucking snitch. And I believe that he told Carolyn stuff that we don't know because that would make sense. That she's like, yo, you're in my home. I'm helping you out. I just hid your family. Give me something. Who else is in the 12? What do you know? Do you have any names? He could have given up all that stuff if Carolyn's not in the 12 and she's in the 13 or whatever the fuck she's up to. And so, yeah, I don't think he has much leverage. His leverage is Villanelle. And the fact that he supposedly is the only person that can get her under some sort of, you know, this is what we're doing. This is the agenda. Get it done. Anton had no luck. Raymond barely had luck, but Raymond is the fixer. And, you know, if anyone's going to have a decent amount of luck with Villanelle, who's not Constantine or Eve, it is fucking Raymond just for his sheer violence. But outside of that, and we know that they sent the Raymond. So they're done with the Constantines. Technically, they're like, no, we cannot have you with a handler that gives you space to fuck around and be a fucking individual and an artist. We need you to just do what the fuck we say and not have any words about it or any complications or any issues. So I don't know. But I think Constantine is, Constantine, you in danger, girl? Well, Constantine's in danger as much as uh, long as his quote-unquote asset lives. So if a fixer can eliminate a spy like a Villanelle, then a Constantine has, has no plays left. He's out of options, out of moves. He's out of the... He's not in any rooms where major decisions are happening. He has no... Like, the skin he would have had in the game to get back in on the good foot or any foot, it's done. Once there's no Villanelle, he's... he's No one's going to want him 
for any reason. I yeah, I don't think people want him right now, but that's me. I think that <laughs> well, I'm just saying that as long as Eve is this intermediary thing and she basically replaces Constantine because she is a handler of Villanelle, Carolyn is like, hey, can you keep this bitch under control? And she is more skilled than Constantine as far as we've been shown on the show because she has the skills of deduction. She doesn't just say, here's the mission, go do it, I trust you, which is Constantine. Constantine is like, here's the postcard, get it done in this way, and then come back to me, like check in when you're done. That's not that's not Eve. And he says like, oh, you're all over her, you're smothering her. That's because that's her fucking approach. She's all up in the shit. That's Eve. She's like, I want to see, I want to hear, I want to be around, and I actually kind of want to do it too, but I'm not good at it yet, so I'll just watch. And so there's really no reason to have a Constantine. And if he's seeing the writing on the wall, he's concerned. Because if Carolyn is grooming her for something or someone else is grooming her, there's that's the way for Constantine to be X the fuck out. Because Eve is definitely going to be like, I don't want to work with you, Constantine. You're fucking annoying when it comes to Villanelle and you create conflict. And we don't need additional conflict when Villanelle's on the job. So he's fighting for his fucking career. He's fighting for his fucking life right now. Because he's like, yo, if this bitch completely goes off the rails with her girlfriend, that leaves me out in the cold and completely uh -huh. vulnerable to death. Because remember, people should still want Constantine dead in the same yes. way that they should want Villanelle dead. But yeah. So that's my that was my musing on Constantine, that his self-worth and value is connected to Villanelle. And he is shook. That is a wonderful, wonderful revelation. Oh, this next revelation here. <laughs> Revelation, <laughs> statement of point. It's really about that teeny tiny knife that Villanelle used to intimidate Nico and Gemma. And you just wanna you just wanna talk about how little that knife actually was and how much of a G Villanelle actually is with that fucking energy. Because um, while I do believe that Nico and Gemma were sufficiently intimidated by Villanelle and her little bitty knife, her little switchblade, that couldn't be me. I don't think that could be either of us. Yeah, uh, no. Absolutely like bitch, no. you, we gonna have to wrestle. You have to stab me in my gut a couple times before I just like, oh, you have a you have a little pocket knife. I'm I'm shook. Let me sit here and let you monologue real quick before I try to save myself. Like Gemma is such a fucking loser. What did you do, Gemma? Did you even try? No, she, didn't. <laughs> she was probably like Nico as she was being suffocated. She was hoping that bag. her Nico in her dreams would have been man enough, oh, strong Lord. enough. She's to looking at the wrong Nico, man. The woman that was in front of her threatening her happiness. Gemma, Nico literally got knocked the fuck out. Like knocked out. But she, a shiner. She thought she was there as like her personal nightmare. Like how dare this woman reveal to me that this man is not in love with me? She crushed my dreams. <laughs> Yo, like, oh, you mean when, when Villanelle asks if he loves her? She was like, this is the worst day ever. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Well, it's also the day she fucking dies. So, oh, yeah. Wait, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I just thought it was funny, super funny that Villanelle is able to get the shepherd's pie recipe, fuck Gemma up, and fuck Nico up, leaving him in a pool of his own little fucking eye blood off a, a little switchblade, off a little <laughs> tiny ass switchblade. They was not ready. What the fuck? Not even her little, her fucking um, Dothraki dagger that she had against Eve's chesticles. Like, it's, it's right, a little no, switchblade. This was baby. The blade was not longer than four inches. I feel like I could have taken a stab and hoped for the best. Like, okay, That's if true. I take this stab, let me just try to get this kick in real quick. She's not that big. I can kick her in the fucking solar plexus. Let me just try to knock the wind out of her for a second. Be a fucking superstar. Like, Gemma, Gemma, take off your heel, throw it at her. It can be a weapon. But Gemma's dead. And yeah, I feel like she took yeah. that death line down like a real punk. And uh, yeah, sad to say it. Oof, yeah. But also not really because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like Gemma and it's fucking fine. All right. So this revelation here, the next one is um, the bingo <laughs> card wins. So oh, bingo card. We, well, mostly you, but we came up with some ideas. <laughs> mostly Pinks. you. Um, Pinks. And we threw them on a card and we 
through them and shared them on the interwebs and was like, well, what are your predictions? Well, somebody playing? So what was happening? And we don't know if anybody was playing along, but if you watched the episode and had that bingo card for you, you were like, there were some pretty accurate fucking things. I mean, let's run through it really quickly. We had on the bingo card, we had, well, the first one under B is Villanelle Threesome, which (laughs) I'm sure all of you folks know by now that there were two threesomes in wide awake at the beginning of the episode and of course at the, at end, the end at the fucking end and the one at the end was the better threesome so yes b under b we also had carolyn hotation cameo we did not get a hotation cameo sadly i mean if you don't count kim bought me well i mean but was he in the hotation at that time he was at the house so maybe that can count actually because he is, a, I mean, he was at her crib and he is one of the hosts. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we said host 16 or 17. <laughs> so we'll, okay, we'll say that that actually worked. Jealous Eve, well, <laughs> I was feeling pretty confident about that. And all we those, definitely saw Jealous Eve rise. And, and... Oh, yeah, it was delicious. Constantine Trolls, mm-hmm. we had mm-hmm. that, we had that. For sure. And Kenny is useful. I honestly was super pessimistic about Kenny being useful. I was kind of trolling Kenny and myself by putting that on the bingo card. And Kenny was totally he useful. Was. So that's all the Bs. That's so all that, the Bs. that's a bingo right there. But that you is know a bingo. What? Let's move on to the eyes. <laughs> so the first one we had an eye was Eve, Eve Edge Snatch, which that generally happens every episode. <laughs> let's just let's just keep it honest. Keep so, it on uh, are you giving Martin the credit for this one? Oh, or? Martin snatched them edges. For show. <laughs> you know, Martin really did. Martin really me. did. So did um, Fiona. So did Carolyn, because she was out here shading Eve so hard. She little plan. I guess your little plan's going according. I guess it's working. But really, Villanelle, honestly, <laughs> can't kill anyone. Really. Or do you have her under control? Do you? What about you? Are you having any feelings? Like that whole <laughs> shit, that whole shit was shade. Carolyn's such a fucking G though, so I'm not mad at it. Second one did not happen, but it would be disingenuous to say we're not hoping for this every episode, which is a villain Eve kiss. That's that it had to be on the card. Uh, so, yeah. It will be on the card till the end of time, till the it show's will, over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have here Hugo is useless. And I would like <laughs> to say that this is a this is a double bag because Hugo was still totally useless, even though he was also technically useful as strap. Like Hugo became the living strap. For, you know, for when, I, and Eve when for I searched your name, I I found a shadow. <laughs> a shadow? Hugo. Oh, my God. Yeah, because that's that's peak Hugo usefulness because or usefulness. Uselessness, peak yeah. Hugo uselessness because he doesn't know anything. And I'm just sort of like, what? I'm just trying to figure out how you work for MI6, bro, when you can't even hack right. Like, how does that happen? Like, how do you how does someone assign you that job if you haven't demonstrated that you are at the MI6 level, the CIA level, the Interpol level of hacking where, you know, you were maybe a criminal and then you went on to the law abiding side so that you could be like, you know, help people do better hacking stuff. That's generally how it goes. Hugo's a fucking loser. I'm still trying to figure out why he's on a team i'm just gonna say when we get to musings and candace palastri comes out mm-hmm. i believe that hugo is a plant i'm on terrence's side Yay! now hugo <laughs> come on over step on into he's the... like step into the dark side oh, yes. but yeah i think hugo's a fucking plant i why not mm-hmm. what is next on this bingo card oh we got carolyn shade of course we covered that that <laughs> bitch be shade in every episode Naturally. she is in love speech <sighs> do you mean the things that you say I think so too, because that's it's basically whatever mini monologue happens between Villanelle and Eve. And the love speech totally would qualify for the first three to four minutes versus mm. one to two, like they initially had us thinking. And also masturbation, the masturbation session, because we know there were some things being said on Villanelle's side at the very least. 
So, yeah, I'm going to say we got that, too. So, uh, maybe next episode they play. So, those things you said last night. <laughs> hey! I'm saying. Uh, so, under N, the first one we have is Peel is Gross. He uh, is. That's, yeah, that's a statement. Constant. I mean, it yeah. was a freebie, yeah. to be to be frank. Under that, we have Eve Break Something. Did she? Wait, let's see. Eve Did she? Breaks Eve Break Something. something. Hugo's um, Heart. <laughs> yeah, Hugo's ego Hugo's because I don't ego. care enough about his heart yeah, but that, we'll say his ego that definitely did she get broke shattered. that shit yeah, yeah. twice because there's like Mr. and Mrs. um no mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all I can think of I don't think she really uh, did she no that's that's really besides Hugo's it. ego and potentially his dick from vigorous uh, knob hopping I don't I don't have anything else, but, you know, let's just give it to ourselves because why not? In the middle, uh, as the free space, we had murder, which should be watch, obvious. Yep. Murder every episode. It's fucking free. Under there, we have Gemma. And that's all, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that had to be there was Gemma. And y'all fucking know Gemma's out the paint. Gemma Gemma went down and it was fun. Underneath Gemma is Villeneuve fight. Hmm. Mm. Well, I don't know about fight. There was Huff. What was the huff? What would you say is the huff? Is anyone else here? Oh, yeah. That was a huff. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Stay the foul this time. <laughs> I don't know, but we can keep the villainy fight on the card for next episode. Because yeah. there's definitely some fuck shit going on in the finale. But they'll probably have at least one or two arguments. Because everything will be going wrong. And, okay, so under the G's. We're under the G's now. And the first one is Villanelle eats something. Well, well <laughs> hey. Yep. Hey, I was thinking about <laughs> the pasta, potentially, in this episode. But it also means women. Villanelle likes to eat a lot of things. That includes women. Mm-hmm. So Villanelle ate multiple things this episode. Multiple women mm-hmm. and multiple foods. Yes. <laughs> she had pasta and crema. We did not see her eat the crema. But we did see the pasta. And was she eating at that at that cafe with Peel? She ate the bread. We definitely saw her eat the bread later yeah, when she was she... singing. But did she actually eat anything in that? I don't think so. In the cafe where he's like, touch the jacket. No, I don't think she had I think, you know, I think they kind of sat there or maybe were supposed to just guess that they had eaten already and it was done. Or maybe that was near the beginning. And then he got the call. And they just had to leave. And, and he was like, well, let's get meat. some crema. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's probably accurate. Okay, cool. So after that, we had Jess gestures at fetus. That was yours. Yes. We did not see Jess. No so she was not able to gesture at her fetus. But I believe that if she was in the episode, she totally would have been like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Hello. Like, thanks. Like, yes, we, we get it now. <laughs> we get it, Jess. Uh, the next one after that is Moustache. Speaks for itself. Yep. And check that box, guys. The Moustache was in the episode. Under there, we have Eve is Reckless, which should be a statement <laughs> for most episodes. But she was super reckless this episode. She was reckless at Martin's. I mean, you could kill the shit out of me. Okay, girl. Way to run out of fucks to give. When she ran out of the hotel to uh, feed uh, Villanelle the replacement uh, mm-hmm. mic. Real fucking fast. But she's like, let me check my hair real quick. When she engaged in the after hours masturbation, that definitely Ooh. takes the case down. I mean, until I get confirmation in the season finale that that masturbation did not take the case all the way down. I'm just going to go with that because that delights me to think about it. Mm-hmm. It really does. Because think about what's going to go in the file for whoever's keeping <laughs> files about these bitches. <laughs> like, the case file is going to be hilarious. And after that one, the last one of the G's is Constantine Strap Block. He's still there trying to strap block. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that he was successfully able to strap block because we did have a proxy knob hopping in this episode, but he certainly tried to strap block at Carolyn's. He Carolyn. sure did. Okay, so this final row is for the O's. And the first one we have is Carolyn Snapple Fact. 
Did we get a Carolyn Snapple fact? Let's see. I don't know that we did. No. No. No, I don't not, think we did. Not really, except for, no, those were all relevant. All the facts she gave All the were facts she gave were completely relevant facts. Yeah. Oh, can't cross that one. Gay cannibalism. At this point, <laughs> I was being redundant a little bit, but you know. Do y'all know what that means? We talked about it last episode. <laughs> Gay cannibalism. Use your brains. I'm sure you'll figure it out. That happened. After that, we have Constantine Mom Arms. Yes. Yes, they happen every episode that he is dealing with Eve or Villanelle. And underneath there, we have the 12. <sighs> was uh, the 12, were they mentioned? The I don't even know that they were mentioned this was episode. was not mentioned this no. episode. No striking out for that, but I do believe the 12 will come up in the finale. So I'm going to keep it there for the right. new bingo card. And last one was Villanelle Prank. Was there a prank this episode? I, I don't think. I don't think was. that there was a... Pr- oh, wait. Maybe the wire and the makeup compact. Oh, is that a prank? Or I is mean, that just her being her? I, it was <laughs> probably getting her caught. being her. And, but yeah, the way she got caught was like, oopsie. Oopsie-daisy. Well, whatevs. Hope you guys play the bingo card. If any one of you motherfuckers wants to actually hand that shit in for some swag, fucking do it. Hit us up on the DMs, on the Twitterverse on the Tumblrverse, or at our actual email that maybe some of you emailed, but I've not checked it this week. Hey, you guys at wellwellvillanelle.com. But that concludes all of our revelations for the bingo card. And it is time for, I'm gonna say, look, just my favorite just, 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 part of Just the, do the transition the and intro. <laughs> hmm. Well, hmm. Musings. Any thoughts? Ponderings. Any feelings? Wonderings. <laughs> <laughs> Musings. All right. Musings, a.k.a. the return of Terrence, and I'll say also myself, Candice Palastri, because I'm going to get a little buck, a little buck wild with mine. And so I guess first what we should do is run through these promos, because many of our musings and questions that developed are based a little bit on the promos that have come out since the airing of Wide Awake. So let's play this first one. I got you a coffee, Mrs. Robinson. (laughs) Mrs. Robinson. It was not my idea. Shut up, Constantine. It never is. They're coming. Why did I come here? None of it means anything. That's slap to Eve. Who is hitting Villanelle in the gut? BBC America's killing Eve. Intense, intense, intense. And so before we even bother talking about what's in that trailer, as I'm sure most of you have seen it and have been freaking out all your own. Let's just play a second one. They're both cold-blooded psychopaths. The perfect match. You can't be on her side and ours. You have to leave Eve behind. I'm not leaving Leave her. Eve behind? Bitch, Eve? someone needs to slap Constantine. Today, people will be the well, okay. I, every time I see that scene, I'm just Today. like, what the mumba clot? Like, yo, what the fuck is happening? In this trailer in particular, Villanelle is calling out for Eve in distress. Like, she sounds concerned or like something's happening. And in the trailer we just played prior to that, Eve is calling out Villanelle's name in distress. Thank you, editors, for being so fucking fucked up. But also thorough with your fucked upness. And this is the last promo we have. I feel like there's four. I don't know where the fourth one is. I don't know what happened to it, but... Let's play this here. You can't be on her side and ours. You put a noose around your neck. Mm. I'm offering to take it off. What are you offering exactly, Carol? Anything scary? Just leave. Don't be brave, bitch. You want me to kill Eve? Also, that's Villanelle being. Kill you, Eve? Ooh. It's her being protected. Yes. 
Eve. Bitch. But also that last scene of them going down the stairs, that, that coupleness, that... I know. Or that smushing of Villanelle's face into Eve's cough is what looks pretty... So do they, What's happening? Do they steal that vehicle where the gun was in the glove compartment and drive off into the sunset? You need to direct <laughs> your insanity before you start on your fucking shit. That is true. Actually, oh, you know what? We should just even... watch the four minutes. Now, I'm not going to play it here. I will simply cast it to the screen over here. Since you haven't seen it, I have seen it. And then we're going to have Terrence watch this clip really quick. And we will be back, you guys. Okay, guys, and uh, we are back. Terrence has watched the clip. It yeah. is. What a guan. What a guan. Ha. <laughs> hey. What? And this actually takes me into my first musing of the snack episode, which is what does Aaron Peel collect? I would just like to say that for some fucked up reason, I think it's because like I just, you know, when it comes to gross men, I really can zero in on that shit sometimes. And I've been saying from since we saw this motherfucker that he was creepy and that he was weird and that he's some sort of derelict misogynist that does super creepy things. And so I was already speculating that he was a collector, that he was doing something horrible, nefarious with women in general that did not just start with Billy. And I feel like this two minute clip confirms it, that Aaron Peel is a collector of women. Women he wants to dress, women he wants to control, women he wants to know completely inside and out while they don't know him. And maybe maybe Billy is the first person that he feels like he can have some, some actual open dialogue with about the void that he considers himself to be because maybe that's a first for him. But I do not think that it's a first that he has decided, you, I find you interesting because I can't figure out something about you or maybe you just avoid social media and like there's nothing that I can fucking find. So I'm just going to be fucking obsessed and be a creepy man and keep a woman or 12 in a fucking basement, like kiss the girl style. But his oh, basement no. is a fucking ornate mansion in Rome, I guess, with gold ceilings. But that just because the jail is nicer doesn't make it not jail. Right. That's I'm angry. That's that's my that's my guess is that, you know, to break down the two the two minutes we just saw, basically, it looks like Villanelle as Billy has woken up. It's maybe the obviously well the first scene of the episode they have fucked with us but seems like it's the first scene of the episode and she's walking around doesn't see Aaron for some reason he's elsewhere is able to get into his room which doesn't seem like it's coincidental because he's such a paranoid asshole where the fuck is Mrs. Leary if this is what she's able to do I'm going to assume for now that he wants her to find the computer right. but she gets in there she gets into his little computer spot she looks at his folders that he has on the desktop there are several names including hers she clicks her name she clicks on the most recent video, which I believe is video 16. And she sees herself from what we saw in the episode where she was looking at the wares and he was looking at her while she looked at the wares. So I can try to be optimistic at this time that he did not create a recording of her masturbation session with Eve. But if he also left it open for her to find by design, then it's also possible he could have deleted that or changed the location. Right, moved it. Yeah. Right. So I'm saying. not convinced that, you know, until we see it, I just don't, I don't understand how someone that paranoid and controlling just has a Billy wander in into his private abode where his files are like that, okay right that fits the profile i have of him where he wants you to be naughty so he can punish you yeah oh dear that's a scary theory i know but i don't like it 
I don't like it. So let's just let's move on to the next musing where you can fucking sink your teeth into because you have so much to say about Constantine, which is Constantine is in Rome. What the fuck is he up to? I'm hoping that he shows up as like a, some shadow buyer, like one round. Like maybe he takes out somebody that was supposed to be there. Did you say a shadow buyer? Like, you know, it's a blind. It's a blind auction. And so everyone's getting an opportunity to lunch or dine with Aaron to get a feel of what exactly this product is and why they should invest money into it with no information whatsoever. So it'd be the same thing like a Gregor's secret affair lover did in the other episode where he's like, well, what makes this so good? You should give me a taste. Oh, I'll give you a taste. All right. And it would be just sort of that, not that set, not that selling pitch, but the buyers will walk in with the same questions. That's interesting that you think, Constantine has that kind of smoke. I don't. Um, I, think <laughs> I don't think he can finagle a damn walk into the meeting. But no. that's interesting that you think he can. That's interesting. And then he may be the one that recognizes uh, Billy. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm we, sorry. You just you got me fucked up. What do you mean he might be the one that recognizes Billy when he, he for knows. sure? No. <laughs> wait, wait. What Why I'm are you doing this to me? Is... Why are you not making any sense? Why are you suggesting that Constantine may recognize Billy what? when Constantine is in on the Billy cover? Why are you doing this to me? Someone <laughs> is going to make Billy out. And I kept saying, I do believe be that, but why the fuck would it be Constantine? Constantine does, it's not in his best interest. Well, I don't believe it's in Constantine's best interest I, to have her exposed. That doesn't make any sense. So why I would it be him? I think if he's making the play to save himself or throw her under the bus, that he would throw her under the bus. And then wow. try to scoop her. As he's trying to leave to be like, see what they're doing to you, putting you in these impossible situations with no escape route. But at least I'm here to protect you when it's really I'm here to recoup my asset. Because when we were one on one and I didn't have to split profits with anybody other than you, I was making more and it made more sense to me in this stage of my life to not worry about all these other potential backstabbers and it was just you that's i wild. was working with yeah no i don't agree with that i have my own constantine wild theories but that's not one of them my theory is in line with what i was saying before that i think he is in desperation mode to in his mind save villanelle so i'm of the thought right now that whatever shit goes down has been orchestrated constantine is aware and he is filling villanelle in in the trailer on reasons why things aren't going to go the way she thought. He says in the trailer, you have to leave Eve, which to me suggests, at least at this time, that he's telling her to go on the run, that someone is coming after her, that this is what Carolyn has planned or she's involved with and he's aware of. And it's either like, you need to go because people are coming and or you need to kill Eve or disrupt this thing, leave Eve behind. Because for him, if there's a way for Villanelle to save herself from whatever situation may be coming, it's to abandon Eve and go with him on the road like they did the first time after he was freed essentially by Eve with the stuff. And so predictably, Villanelle is like, no, I can't leave Eve. She says we're the same. That may not be congruous to the conversation because the trailer is always fucking weird with how they cut things up. But I believe she does say it to Constantine about Eve. And so he's trying to do what he does, which is like, well, it's just you and me against the world. They're coming after you. You can't save Eve. She don't want to be saved. So let's go. 
And Villanelle's like, ho, you are confused. Don't you see that I am never leaving my girlfriend ever again? Like, don't you remember the energy I had in Amsterdam? Don't you understand what I've been telling you? You're not listening. And this is Constantine's stubbornness when it comes to Eve, that he just, maybe because his idea of psychopathy or whatever he thinks Villanelle is and how he's seen her operate with all the women and men she's likely fucked since he's known her, that he's like, this can't be true. This just can't be it. This can't be it. This can't be the first time that she actually has been truly and verifiably fucked up by a person. I won't accept it. This is not how it's going. And I feel like Villanelle's like, accept it, bro. And so in my opinion he's there we also get a scene in the trailer where he is in the streets of rome with carolyn carolyn and him are both holding a piece of paper perhaps carolyn is passing him this piece of paper whatever it is carolyn knows how this is going to go badly i believe he dry snitches to villanelle because he wants to save Villanelle and he's always fucking people over. Villanelle's like, excuse me? You want me to kill Eve and or abandon her? That's wild. That's not happening. And I believe on the opposite end, which I'll get into more with the with the Carolyn musing, is that the same thing is happening. That shit goes down and Carolyn, at the same time that Constantine is probably gaslighting Villanelle, that Carolyn is gaslighting Eve to be oh, like, oh, there's a noose around your neck, bitch. Well, I mean, is it is gaslighting because I think they do have options. The options are each other and running away. But the gaslighting consists of you have no options except what I say or fucking die or be on your own because that's what Constantine is saying to Villanelle hey you're gonna be on your own if you do this and that's what Carolyn is basically saying to Eve like hey you've put a noose around your neck I'm giving you a way to take it off what she means by that she might say kill Villanelle aggress towards Villanelle steal this from Villanelle things that she's like okay but if I do this again if I maybe betray her again or betray her trust like I don't know where that's gonna go but also I'm not interested in doing that so yeah my my idea to why Constantine is in Rome is to save his little duo and to try to convince Villanelle to do what he wants and abandon Eve, and it's not going to work. And I have other ideas about what could happen to Constantine if he's not too careful this episode. But yeah, that's why I think he's in Rome, because he's up to some fuck shit, and Carolyn's up to some fuck shit, and he's trying to protect Villanelle in his fucked up way. Mm-hmm. I like it. But it's going to be me screaming, listen to your heart to both Villanelle and Eve. Oh, yeah. Listen Look. to your heart. Right. Tune out the haters. You don't need them. You just need each other. You can do it. Well, I mean, I already told you about that song that is my new, like, Eve Palastri song and certainly influenced by my music listening choices and Megan Thee Stallion having an album come out. But Eve got some Megan energy when it comes to people being like, wow, Eve, you're doing some wild shit. Are you breaking the law? Is this what you're supposed to be doing? And Eve generally has one fucking answer for these fucking people. Don't worry about why I do what I do, hey. bitch, because I ain't worried about you, hey. bitch. Nah, I don't want to be cool, hey. bitch. Well, that's I, but the same crew is Villanelle. That's that's what it is. And so that's that's Eve. When people try to warn her, Martin tried to warn that hoe. He was like, listen, I talked to Carolyn about what was happening. And she was like, don't worry about why I do what I do, <laughs> bitch. I ain't worried about you, <laughs> bitch. Nah, I don't want to be cool, bitch. Still hanging with the same crew. Aye. Yeah, so that's that. And I believe that to be factual, actual and factual when it comes to Eve. All right. With uh, this Constantine hot take <laughs> all right oh what's this carolyn in rome hmm. she's in rome too we saw her on the preview how dodgy will she be huh yeah there's some pretty well we have the highlighted specific statement she says there which is in one of the trailers she says you can't be on our side and hers and she also says you put a noose around your neck i'm offering to take it off so Carolyn is in Rome. She's trying to handle Eve in some kind of way. She's trying to coax Eve into some type of activity. I'm going to assume that is betrayal as it relates to Villanelle in the same way that Constantine is like, you must betray your love. And 
Carolyn saying to Eve, you must betray your love because you can't do both, which I agree. Like you can't be right or die for two opposing forces. So you have to choose one. And we know, we hope, we pray that that choice is Villanelle because all signs are pointing to Villanelle. But Carolyn is like, bitch, make a choice. And I feel like whatever the fuck Carolyn is saying, she's like, listen, so either you do what I say or you're on the MI6 most wanted. I'm going to put you at the top, bitch. There's going to be people coming for you from all angles, all sides. You're done. You you are burned. Burn notice. Threatening her with a good time because, I mean, those are, those are the kind of threats I would love to see. And I would love to see how Eve possibly stands up for herself and her love. I think it's interesting that you think it'll happen right away. I do I mean, believe it'll happen, won't. but Eve has been kind of skittish when it comes to things like this, which is why it's funny because that is showing Villanelle a good time. Villanelle already knows she's going to have a good time with some stuff like that. Eve is still concerned. Eve is the person that breaks glass and is like, I broke it. She's the one that breaks the ballerina. She's like, I broke it. Like she constantly has an issue right after she does something ridiculous, which is why I'm sure in the finale, she will have another moment where she'll be like, I just did that. Wait, I just did that. And Villanelle will be like, yeah, you did help, but we got to go. Let's okay. Just think about it later. Get your ass together later, but we got to go so right now. So you want to put a Eve level up on the bingo card is what you're saying. What? What do you mean by that? A uh, Eve level up? You mean like murder? Uh, well, I've been I... saying that though. All season I've been saying that. So I thought that was a given, but yes. Yes. Right. By level up, if level up means murder, then yes, I do believe Eve will commit a murder in the finale. And furthermore, that that murder will be in service of protecting Villanelle. Because that's how it should happen if we're going to just keep going with the romanticism that they're totally giving us in this show. I'm going to say that Eve's first kill. I mean, I I feel like I've been saying that. I've been saying that Eve's first kill will be for Villanelle for some reason or another. Okay. I was theorizing that the only other way I saw it happening is if it was like a Nico murder. But since we're not going the way of Nico murder, we're back to Eve is killing someone for Villanelle. I speculated earlier during the season that it could be some sort of... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Territorial situation with Villanelle where she is jealous of a person and I would have enjoyed that kill. But now I'm of the thought that it's actually Villanelle's in, in mortal danger and Eve comes out the paint and saves her. And, you know, they get even closer than they were after the stab. So I like where you're going with the Carolyn threatening Eve with a burn, like a burn notice. Or if she doesn't play ball, play by her rules, the rules she just made up on the spot for that last moment, which is why she's in Rome. Well, one of the reasons why she's in Rome, because I'm pretty sure it's asking Eve to do something that she could have said a week ago. <laughs> and she's gonna be like, well, I'm telling you now. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I have another musing when I get into more later, but I actually think that Carolyn saying that to Eve about you've put a noose on your neck, I believe at this time it's post a murder. That when she says that to Eve, something has happened. Her and Villanelle have gotten into some shenanigans because I do believe that stuff starts to go off the rails almost immediately. We have those first two minutes where it looks like Villanelle's waking up for the day and she hasn't yet changed into her red outfit. But once she does, we know the shit gets rolling. There are multiple scenes with Villanelle in the red outfit. She does not stay out the day in Peel's apartment. We do not have any scenes with Aaron Peel's face outside of his, I have some business people coming over. Did you sleep well? Just like we don't have scenes of Hugo after a certain point. And so that is deliberate because things happen with those characters. What happens exactly? I don't know. But things start going once the red outfit is on. And so it's it's immediate. I think that there are people who are jumping ship on Eve's Team Eve. And they're resuming their roles in Mandalay, which is why I keep saying everybody's a plant. 
I feel like. But you're suggesting that there's a ship to jump where I think the only play is they were never on Eve's team in the, to begin with. Well, there's right. no jump. There's just like, you've been had. You've been bamboozled. We got you. But that you've means been that she's always been had since the beginning of Mandalay and Eve was brought on board. But that's in the beginning of season two. And that's that's verifiable because not only did Carolyn never confirm anything when she asked her question, she was like, none of your business. Do you have stuff to tell me? Eve was like, no. She was like, cool. I have nothing to tell you. So there's no way to be like, okay. And honestly, Eve didn't give a fuck about Mandalay. And if you recall, she had the same energy as Villanelle. When it came to Mandalay in the first, the beginning of the season, they were like, Eve, we need you to come over here. Carolyn was like, um, you can come back into the boldest of MI6. And she was like, no, thank you. No, thanks. I mean, Villanelle's over there. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to get caught up. I'm a little fucked up from what just happened. So I'm good. And the same thing for Villanelle when she fucking gets in the car with Raymond and Raymond's like, by the by, I'm from the 12. I'm your new person. And she was like, bitch, what? I thought I was fired. Hell no. I got to go see my girlfriend. That's really what I'm interested in. Both of them were ready to walk the fuck away from their respective organizations. And they were pulled back in via manipulation and or force. Like you do this or else. And so realistically, Eve wasn't trying to be on Team Mandalay. All she wanted to know was, is my girl still alive? She was obsessively like, is she still alive is she still alive is she still alive okay i've got confirmation yes thank you great but yeah so, so when I don't you know. hear me randomly say things like plant it's like what you voiced ultimately is that it's like no one there is to help eve get what eve is trying to get done like at all to me that's never been the thing all the teams that eve has been given has never been for Eve to achieve her goals that she never told anybody that she had. Like her being in MI6 just gave us gave her access to some assets so that she can do all the checking up that she's been trying to do. You're talking about Eve or Carolyn? I'm talking about Eve. Oh, I can't. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm talking about Eve. Eve like, is a mess. I don't even know why you think Eve is in the database. Like if Eve is checking the database, she's checking it for murder pictures because <laughs> she wants to fucking have fun and get off in her private time. I don't think that she like from what we've seen of Eve and her brilliance as an investigator of killer women. She's sort of like, I'm gonna look at these photos. I'm going to break down these psychological profiles and like put all this shit together. But in terms of other things that might be relevant to an MI6 job, Eve doesn't do any of that. That's she doesn't even true. check her email. I'm quite sure there's an MI6 email and she's not concerned with the fact that she she doesn't have one. She's not concerned with the fact that she was like, no one gave me an email. HR didn't hit me up with this packet of my confirmation stuff. So she That's doesn't even make too. sense. <laughs> she doesn't make no sense. Girl, where's your paycheck at? You know the bitch ain't been paid, right? She got a bag of fucking if cash. She been paid, I don't think she been I feel like she got a bag of cash one time from Carolyn. She was like, here's for you and Nico. It's bills. But that's that would be the end of it. And she's not even working for money. She doesn't care about money. And considering her boring life with Nico, I'm sure they got some savings somewhere. So she's good. She's like, I'm literally just here to sate my obsession. And my fascination. At least that's what it looks like from my perspective. Oh, Carolyn. Carolyn, Carolyn, Carolyn. Give me the prequel with you being as uh, daring as we know you to be. I want to see you in the room one time too, maybe. <gasps> what? What? I mean, in the room. When I when I say in the room, I want to see Carolyn at the, uh, the bidders table. I want to see Carolyn there. Why don't you just go on to your next musing? Because it's about Carolyn. And oh, you yes. seem like you want to talk about that. So you should just connect the two before this fucking episode is 18 hours. Let's see. A whole 18 hour show. I'm People be like, what the fuck that. is this? I don't even think iTunes would allow such a length, but maybe they would. <laughs> Someone should try and see what fucking happens. I don't uh, know. This next music says, wait a minute. Oh, does Carolyn need Eve off center? is giving her Sisyphean tasks how she grooms her killer. This is all you. This is what and you want to talk about. Well, from what you were able to muse from the last uh, 
a factoid about no one ever being on Eve's side. I mean, it makes this post ultimately redundant. I mean, I want Eve to be as shocked as we all will when, you know, Elena comes out of the paint. <laughs> just comes out of the paint. I mean, I want Elena to come back, so they, I'm not But mad at they that. never technically left. It just went to the other team where Kenny's joining them. And he you think Elena is on the secret team with Kenny? Here's, here's what I've been noticing. Wow. When people vanish. Wow. And people ask about the I'll vanished people. But Carolyn also, I won't volunteers a term to say, like she said, oh, um, uh, Elena said the killing was too much for us. So she decided to go back to the States. I was like, oh, well, that's volunteered. And thank you, I guess. And then she said, well, you know, Jess is pregnant, so she can't participate. And you already said poor Kenny. So it's like, oh, now no Jess. But at least Jess is no. kind of logical because you it's not advised that you fly if you're a certain amount of months pregnant. But what do we know of Elena before she's out of the paint forever? We know she that got she... got cast in Veronica Mars? Well, that's a real <laughs> life. But Elena was, I want to be the next Carolyn Martins. I mean, I, I like this theory where made, it's going because I want Elena back, but I also don't like it because it requires betrayal against Eve and I'm just not with that I don't think she would do that I think she would dry snitch like Kenny to be, be like I'm on this team they watching you girl be careful don't go to Rome Well, I, like I a think, text I think you know that don't go to Rome was motivated by Elena because I swear you just you know what no the Terrence Palastri is out so let me just let you yes, go I'm gonna let you like, go just roll, <laughs> roll you, with your shit. All of, I feel like all of the pleading stopped when he was like you're just like my mother when she was like uh no but i need to it's it's our i need to wait you talking about lena he said that shit to oh, lena? No, no, when uh we said it to eve when kenny and he's eve like were dodgy talking. i thought you were better than this right I thought you were not a dodgy person eve and then he from then he was like you know what don't ever meet your heroes like <laughs> he was like uh yeah, you know there's no such thing as a scene <laughs> I can't. By six agent. And then, you know, uh, when she found out what uh, Elena was up to when he swapped teams after he got sacked, he was like, yo, yo. And then I'm sure Elena was like, well, what do we do? He was like, well, we can't do anything. And then, you know, he had to hide his excitement when he came home with the raw bread. I really fucking can't. That's how much he was in like a funk. Have you noticed his face? He I mean, I believe he's in a song without lines. He literally appeared on screen and then uh, stepped out of the scene. And that was all he did. He had nothing to say. He had all the thoughts and no, I no, mean, I war, believe that, nowhere, no one to express There's other to. reasons I see Kenny being with withholding with his mom. I think Kenny's all the way done with his mom. I think he, ever since he found those letters from Constantine and his mm-hmm. mom was blatantly lying to the team and just, or just holding back truths that could totally help figure shit out. And she was like, no, I'm not going to say shit unless you force me to. And even then I'm not going to say shit. And so he's like, oh, I've been dealing with my dodgy mother this all these years. And I'm sure plenty of other people in his family were dodgy given Karen's little Snapple facts about her own fucking family, her father, her brother. It does like the Martins family. It, 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 it seems like the family stone, like whatever's happening at Thanksgiving isn't good stuff at Thanksgiving. And so Kenny's done. That's why he didn't care about the bread. He was like, whatever, how I didn't get sourdough. I don't give a fuck. His mother's like, oh, you want peanut butter crunchy smooth? He's like, bitch, I'm just leaving. Because he's not cool with it. And she has to know that he's not cool with it. He's clued in and he's following the basic rules of, I can't send this text or I can't just call Eve because right. that will be found out. But in this moment that Eve is actually in the house, he's like, yo, let me try to dry snitch real quick mm-hmm. with this charger that isn't yours. And then of course, Carolyn, being her super spy, she knows. She's like, Kenny, I know you're up to no good. And just interrupts the shit. But she doesn't even reprimand Kenny because I believe she's like, this is in his personal 
personality. I can expect this of him. In fact, I expected you to try to say something to Eve, which is why I was waiting in the wings to be like, oh, this is peanut butter, peanut butter. Eve, great to see you. Get the fuck out. Because he's not able to get out the reasoning for why she shouldn't go to Rome, which all we needed was like two more words. To be like, a side mission, we're getting the weapon, we're selling the weapon, we're selling you and Villanelle down the road. We sold you to someone. Someone wants you both and we've decided that we're going to do that. Mm. Like all kinds of weird shit I is was, happening. I was hoping the lie was, the charge is a USB. <laughs> I fucking can't. What? If the charge is a USB, that'd be amazing. Because, I mean, why wouldn't somebody already think to do that? What do you mean? The charge is a USB. What does that mean? Like it's a flash drive. <laughs> oh, you mean of information? Yes. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think Eve like, is that computer savvy. You uh, can't be giving Eve technological clues because there's no evidence to point out. Like she looked at the bug and she was like, that's cool. I don't think she I don't think she's on that. The Kenny wave like that. Oh, that would be Elena because Elena actually studied computer science or whatever the fuck for MI5. I mean, she's not going to say no to an extra charger. Oh, man. But you can, though. If it's regular USB and not like an iPhone charger, like you oh, can well, just pick that, up a yeah. USB anywhere. iPhone chargers, they're fucking annoying to replace. But so is that is that your, is your speculation? Uh, well, yeah. I, and then I don't again, even I don't even think you answered your own well, fucking question. Like, OK, so you said Sisyphean tasks. So yes. that means tasks she cannot complete, even though she has technically completed all of the tasks Carolyn gave her, probably much to Carolyn's chagrin. She's like, right. wow, you're going to Rome, bitch. How'd you right. figure that out? She's like, bitch, right. I don't fucking know, bitch. I don't know. Me and my girl, we are a great team somehow. I don't understand it, but we are. Which is why her showing up in the last episode to be like, okay, new rule, new mission is like, well, I don't, she's probably going to protest whatever this impossible thing is. Oh, the timeline has changed. Everything's shifted faster. We need actually this and we need this by this moment. No, you need to get but her how into is it this not impossible a direct, place. How is it not a direct portrayal of Villanelle? Literally, Carolyn says, you put a noose around your neck. I'm offering to take it off. And she also says, you can't be on our side in hers. That is saying specifically is to why... me that it's about betraying Villanelle. Yes. You can no longer be in her side, that which line... means Eve did something that Carolyn was like, yo, you're clearly no. on her side, not ours, bitch. Because you have to you have to make it make sense. There is no fucking way that Carolyn has that conversation with Eve unless Eve and Villanelle have done something or caused something that has already jeopardized the fucking shit. And she's like, look, I saw what just happened because I'm always watching. I got invisible drones, bitch. And she's like, I fucking saw what you and Villanelle just fucking did. And you can't be on her side and our side. You can only be on the one side, bitch. And so if you don't do what I say right now, MI6 and the 12, everybody coming for your ass. CIA, everybody. Everybody wants you. Everybody wants you dead. And they're going to fucking kill you. Okay. Unless you do what the fuck I say. I may fucking kill you right fucking now. Me, Carolyn Martins. Betray your girlfriend. And she'll be like, I can't. I think I can't do it. Carolyn's boss comes into play here where she's like, well, I can't but notice that you went over budget this month. What was this? A, what? a harp and a grand piano and a, an accent piece. All this for, for a safe house? Make, make it make sense to me, Carolyn. Governments print like, money, so I will never be convinced that they care <laughs> about spending it themselves. They don't. They care about spending it on stuff like healthcare. They don't care about spending it on their missions. Look at the military government. Every fucking government that has a military budget, it's always super obnoxious. And you're like, well, what are you guys doing with that? Just look at America. They're like, I don't know, building extra guns that we don't need. Mm -hmm. So MI6 probably has an unlimited budget. I think people get pissed when the budget is wasted. They're like, wow, where did that $3 million go? They're like, literally nowhere. Literally nothing came of us spending the $3 million. And someone in the fucking accounting department is like, that's not cool. We need to work out on that. But then they're like, we could also print some more money or just steal more money, which is what I believe the government does to fund their bullshit. So if we don't go the route of not overspending since there is no cap 
money wise, then I'm thinking it's an issue of not being able to assign a cleaner to a job that was done that no one knew about. So it's like, oh, local law enforcement said that they found a dead body in your husband's storage locker from when he was like separating from you. And it's like, well, what do you expect us to do about this? I don't think Nico is that significant and I really don't think Carolyn cares, but that is an interesting theory just put out there. I really do not think Carolyn got that smoke for I Eve over Nico I and Gemma. I specifically Why? told you that she mustn't kill anyone. Okay, and but that happened but right that before Rome. Is, okay, but how does that jeopardize the mission? Gemma ain't shit. Gemma ain't nobody. And if they can disguise other kills, which they definitely do, because it's the government. It's literally like, don't investigate that. Lose that fucking file. They'll have other Franks that are in the fucking system to be like, I will disappear that file. I will say there's no CCTV footage, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I don't, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't fit that that's something that would make sense because why? I why? To... Why? It's Gemma and Nico. They are non-consequential. They literally mean nothing to the story. They only mean something to Eve and Villanelle. Nico is what's holding Eve back. Nico was her husband. Nico was keeping her chained to normalcy. She didn't want to be chained to. So I feel like that's the context of Nico and Gemma and what is happening with Eve in their relationship. And maybe, you know, something will happen to Nico after the fact. But I, I, I cannot fathom that Carolyn fucking Martins is in Rome at the same time as the Faraday for this fucking weapon to be like, oh, Eve, you know, what are we going to do about Villanelle? She killed Gemma. Like, she doesn't give a fuck about Gemma. Why does she care about Gemma? Okay, she didn't care about the nanny. The nanny that was taking care of Amber. She didn't care about fucking Gabriel. She didn't care about fucking the creepy dude, Julian, who got off. So why is she suddenly giving a shit about Gemma? She doesn't give a fuck. Has nothing to do with Gemma. I'm calling in now. I'll put money on that shit. That fucking <laughs> Carolyn does not give a fuck about Gemma. And she's not talking about Gemma. She's talking about something Eve has done to help Villanelle that is illegal. Just in the grand scheme of what is legal. And I, right now, I'm going to go for a murder. That's just me. There's interesting ways to try to put the timeline of what we've seen in the clips. Eve is generally in the same sort of outfit, but it changes. Her hair's up, her hair's down. There's slaps. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't know what the order is, but I really feel like Carolyn would not be that pressed for Eve unless she just broke a rule. And she was like, bitch, I seen you. <laughs> I seen you break the rule. I was literally behind that fucking two-way mirror. I saw what she just fucking did, ho. Like, you're in trouble. And she's like, oh, what? <laughs> I literally just did that thing. Carolyn, how'd you know? She's like, because I've been watching you this entire fucking time. That's why. Okay. That's a way to think about it. I like your idea. I still like my... I think Carolyn's sinister as shit. That's what I think. I think she's shorty up to no good. And because she's such a G, she's such a boss, that she's not going to be threatening Eve on some bullshit like Gemma. She's going to be threatening Eve on some consequential shit like, where's my weapon? What's happening at the Faraday? Why did you and Villanelle kill Peel? I literally told you the one thing you were not supposed to do is kill Peel. And look what you've done. You've, you've not listened to me yet again. And this is this would be the last straw. For Carolyn. I mean, I said that last time. I literally Never, said ever. that the last time she betrayed Carolyn, which was the whole Constantine thing, and Constantine ran off with Villanelle for fucking two to three weeks before the, he came back into the boldest of MI6. And so I don't think Carolyn's got space for Eve. Oh, I think no. Eve pissed Carolyn the fuck off multiple times. She got yelled at by her boss, and her boss was bringing up shit like Lebanon. And so she's like, okay, okay, Eve, I see you, bitch. I see you. All right, you playing games? Cool, cool, cool. We could all play games. 
And so, yeah, I don't know. I think Carolyn is super nefarious in this final episode. I think she's up to no good. And I think it's to the point where even Constantine is like, this is a cold ass bitch. And I think whatever he's saying to fucking Villanelle, oh, it's not my fault. It wasn't my idea. And she's like, it never is. He's saying it's Carolyn's idea. He's like, it wasn't me. It was Carolyn. Carolyn said this. Carolyn, Carolyn, don't don't blame me. Don't stab me, Villanelle. Still be my friend. Still want to be around me and protect me and work with me because I need you. But yeah. Okay. So what's this here about uh, Eve's outfit? Oh, yeah. This is my musing. It's, uh... Yeah, Eve's outfit in the trailer. What does it mean? So there's a number of ideas about Eve's outfit where she starts out the episode, as we might imagine, because of how 207 ended in her customary turtleneck and blazer that she has on when Hugo has his little fit and is like, oh, thanks for the threesome. And she's like, yeah, whatever, get me some coffee. And so we see in the trailer that Hugo comes back with a coffee initially. And he's like, I've got your coffee, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> Making a pun on Eve sleeping with him and probably just trying to make some cheeky jokes and she still doesn't have time for his fucking ass. And so what's interesting is that she's wearing a striped shirt, looks like a baseball shirt. We see her in a number of scenes with this outfit on. There is a time where she's walking in the street of Rome with Villanelle. Villanelle doesn't look altogether happy. Her hair is down. She's got on this striped shirt. And then she's also inside what appears to be Aaron Peel's mansion with her hair up. Upon further perusal of said shirt, it looks like it could be a uniform of some kind. It resembles a baseball uniform, so I guess that fits. It has stripes. And so what I'm thinking is, at this point, it is some sort of maid or cleaning uniform. And she tries to do something like the ghost. She is Asian. She... Well, that's where it ends. She's Asian and maybe she's able to get a cleaning thing. And she's like, let me try to get into Peel's fucking mansion to warn Villanelle. Because I think that I think that's totally something, at least for my sort of headcanon currently, of how things might progress based off what I've seen in the trailer. I think that I guess I could just do that. That musing is that because I said I thought Hugo was a plant. I do believe that. I do believe that two things, one of two things can happen to or with Hugo this episode, which is that Hugo gets dead, he gets murdered, or that Hugo tries to murder Eve and that he is actually working for someone else like the 12 or Shady Carolyn. Because in while Eve is in her turtleneck and blazer, we have the scene of her hiding under the bed where she's afraid of someone walking in the room. We have the scene of her sort of saying, at least there's a voiceover, like, why did I come to Rome? We see her freaking out by the receptionist area, ringing the bell. Then we also see her pretending to be receptionist to some creepy, intimidating dude. Maybe he's one of the Russians. I don't fucking know. Who asks her, oh, you speak English. And so something has happened, I would imagine, right away when we get back to Eve and Hugo. And so this is either Hugo getting murdered and she's like, oh, shit, someone's here to clean us the fuck up. <laughs> or she hears Hugo saying something about, yeah, I'm going to murder Eve. Or like just turning the tables where she's like, fuck, what is happening here? This is not what I expected. And she has to hide and gain some situation. And then as that develops, that she ends up taking on the outfit or the, the uniform that she puts on because she has to try to find a way to talk to Villanelle. And the bug is only one-sided. And so she's got to go in there and see what's going on. And, you know, if I'm going to take my Candace Palastri theories all the way through, I'm just going to say that as that's happening and Villanelle, we see some scenes with Villanelle. Okay, Villanelle in the two minutes, she's checking out fucking Aaron Peel's fucking videotapes. She's on one of the fucking video clips. She doesn't seem happy about that at all. She's like, that's fucking creepy. I don't fucking like that. She looks at another clip of other people. There's other people in rooms, potentially. So we've discussed in depth quite a bit what this future with Aaron Peel looks like, like what's going on with him. I'm of the thought it's one of two things. He knows everything. He knows nothing. That's that's where I am. I'm not, I'm not any place where, oh, maybe he knows partially this or maybe he's trying to figure out that. No, Aaron Peel either knows everything or he knows nothing and if i'm gonna go with the former if he knows everything i'm going to guess that his curiosity of everything began with eve showing up at his place with that picture of villanelle Mm. 
because mm-hmm. while Villanelle had dark hair in that photo, I, with his kind of personality, I would not put photographic memory behind him because he looks at so many people where he would have to remember them, potentially fixate on, you know, facial types and things like that, that it doesn't seem like a stretch that he would recall that face, especially because he ordered his fucking father's <laughs> hit. He ordered the fucking murder. So the MI6 shows up to be like, hey, your father's been murdered. And he's like, oh, no, it's impossible. What? He just died of like regular accident. That's not it. He had to have been freaking out internally to be like, well, would you look at this? It's six months fucking later and someone's actually coming to me to say that you know about my father being murdered. How the fuck did you figure this out? I paid a lot of money to make sure no one fucking figured this right. out. Yet here you are, Eve Plastry, asking me about this bitch. Who's this bitch? Who are you showing me? I don't know who that bitch is. And then the bitch happens to show up, throwing Amber's fucking nanny under the bus. That's enough to start off his curiosity and to play his long game of like, like I'm going to get you here. I'm going to get you in this private situation where I hold all the power because you don't have your weapons. You don't have your fucking toys. You don't have your friends, which is just Constantine. And you don't have control of the situation and understanding what's going on, which is usually Villanelle when she has a mark versus Villanelle trying to be a spy and she can't fucking kill. And so I really think that things are going to be lining up where, okay, Eve is having some sort of situation where she's like, oh no, things are going real bad at the hotel. I need to get to Villanelle. And meanwhile, Villanelle's over there. And we know there's a scene where Aaron is like, I have a meeting with other people. I'm just going to look in their knickers real quick. And she's like, can I see? Now, one of my other theories is that when she looks to be like, whose knickers you're looking in, it's going to be a knicker she recognizes. She's going to be like, oh, bitch, who is this knicker? Is it Raymond? Is it Carolyn? Is it potentially Constantine? Like you said, is it some other party? What the fuck? And then she's going to be like, her, der, I need to... I need to think about extricating myself from this situation because people are fucking coming. I don't know if this is relevant to when Villanelle says in the bug, like, they're coming. I really believe that. Who was they? They is the 12. They is MI6. We already mm. know Villanelle screaming Eve's name. Eve! Eve is screaming Villanelle's name in distress. Villanelle. Villanelle! And so things are going fucking wrong. They're going really, really bad. Really, really bad for the girls. And so I've been trying to predict like the order of events because I really do feel, I mean, I said Raymond was coming back. Pretty sure we saw a shot of Raymond in one of those trailers from the back. He's holding an ax. I'm going to predict now that Eve kills him. Oh, and wow. probably with his own axe. That's that's my lock. I'll put $5 on that because oh, I wow. I've switched from peel because you know the thing is was like we were we were ruminating over this fight and what could happen between Villanelle and unknown person to cause Eve to come into the paint. And we already said that we couldn't see peel because he's just not the type to have hand-to-hand skills, but maybe if he had henchmen. So, maybe erase the henchman idea and put in Raymond. Right, the who, guy who does care about money. <laughs> um, well, less about that is that Raymond is the fixer. Raymond is her former handler and Raymond works for the 12. The 12 wants the weapon like everyone else. So it is totally possible that Raymond and someone else maybe is coming as an agent for the 12 to be like, we want this fucking weapon. And or Raymond, courtesy of Peel and or Carolyn, is aware that Villanelle is in the scene trying to do something with the weapon. And this is a convergence of all groups to be like, yo, we got to fuck this shit up because Villanelle is an unpredictable party. And this Eve bitch is an unpredictable party, but they might fuck up everything we're trying to do, which is get our fucking hands on the weapon. But who knows that Raymond is dangerous? Eve doesn't know Raymond is dangerous. They that doesn't been- matter. That doesn't matter. Okay. Constantine knows. Villanelle knows. And maybe Peel knows. If Peel, because that's the whole thing, is that if Raymond is coming to the meeting and Peel's looking at the knickers, P- 
appeal is looking at what exists for Raymond, that Raymond has to have a life. Before Raymond started working for the 12, what did he do? Did he kill his sister? Did he kill his whole family? Did he kill a bunch of women? It, that's all possible. And then they're like, oh, he's dead. Just like Villanelle, he died. But he didn't actually die. He's just alive here being a fucking freak for the 12. And so I think that either Raymond comes back in the scene specifically for Villanelle because that that is the story we need to tie up, that he's fucking ridiculous. He threatened her. He choked her out and said, this is what I do. Constantine confirmed that he is fucking on some next shit and Villanelle defected from the 12. Are we supposed to believe that the 12 doesn't feel away? About the fact that do. they gave her medicine and shit and gave her new clothes and oh, money. That, and that hotel bill? <laughs> I mean, that's Raymond's hotel bill, so he feels mm. away. But So I think Raymond comes back in the scene and he aggresses towards Villanelle. I'm not sure where Peel is in the situation. I really want Peel to end up dead, but I do feel that that is someone who would give Villanelle a fight because he is skilled. He has as many bodies as Villanelle, if not more, because he's older. And he's he's a horrible, sadistic, violent, misogynistic person. And so he will give Villanelle a run for her money. She might go down. He might do the choke out where she's like, oh shit, going gentle into that good night. This isn't good. Like it's closing down. Eve! And Eve can't deal with the fact that Villanelle is about to die and she appropriately runs in somehow to save Villanelle and ends up killing fucking Raymond. And I think that's the fucking shot from the trailer where, I mean, the gif has gone far and wide on the interwebs. If you guys haven't seen it, we will retweet it. I'm sure we've retweeted versions already, but it's the scene where it looks like Eve is being ushered down yes. some stairs. She looks from the back like she's very stiff. So I have inferred that to mean that something shocking just happened. She's in shock, but Villanelle's laughing. She's like, this could be the best day of my life. I don't know what I'm looking at back here, but it's mm -hmm. funny and it's making me chuckle. And I'm like, yo, that's a dead body. It's gotta be, right? Like, it's gotta be a fucking dead body. Villanelle's looking at a fucking dead body that her girlfriend just created for her. And she's like, wow. That's love, bitch. Those are my those are my theories. I think that's what goes on is that the shit hits the fan. But I actually think that the Raymond death comes later in the episode. I think that shit goes wild because whatever's happening with the 12 and Carolyn, something else happens. Maybe they kill Peel. Maybe something else goes wrong there because what? Because they don't show a shit with Peel, which means he has to aggress in some way towards Villanelle. Either like, I heard you last night or I know you're this fucking killer, Oksana, or here are these other people here for you. I'm trying to do some fuck shit and something fucking happens that pisses people off. And I also think that at some point in the episode, they will decide to work together to try and maybe get the weapon. And maybe they go back to Peel's or go back to the situation and then they encounter Raymond. I want to do more of Peel uncovers and overheard at Villanelle. But if he got multiple women in that hotel, he's watching all of them. I mean, there are, there's another musing about specifically what's happening in the hotel. I don't think you looked at the link. So I'm not going to bring it up yet, but I'm just going to say... That. I'll just say that there are people, it's seen on Twitter, Tumblr, so I don't want to jump ahead, but okay, it's literally a conspiracy theory that may be relevant to who is sleeping in the rooms and bringing things full circle from the first episode of season two all the way to the last. Characters we've seen that we thought maybe were benign that perhaps are not so benign. But yes, we will get to that in Twitter, Tumblr. All right. Um, so that was Eve's outfits. Yeah, Eve's outfit means a lot. If you look at how it changes, look at where her hair is up, look at when it's down, look at Villanelle's hair. When is it neat? When is it messy? When are the bangs in front of her eyes, behind her ear? All of that is indicating passage of time and something that's happened. The outfits don't really change, but like the layers or the hair is what changes. And I put some tweet together where I posted uh, the outfits from when they first met each other in the bathroom and Villanelle had on that uh, uniform that had like the it was stripes a nurse's going uniform. across. And I tried to say everything comes full circle with Eve now donning a 
uh, maids uh, uniform that just happened to also have stripes where it wasn't the same set colors. I feel like but- it connects more to your wild. She's the real a ghost theory than um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Villanelle because she's literally taking a page out of the book of the ghost. I mean, it's brilliant, but maybe she'll pretend to be the ghost. Whatever. Let's just uh, let's mm. move on to the next musing. Oh, yes. Uh, so I'm of the firm belief that Kenny and Carolyn speak in code pretty much all the time when they're home. Uh, her fixing her son a sandwich and talking about peanut butter, whether or not he wanted it crunchy or smooth to me was also code where it was like crunchy is the wrong answer. Don't you dare. And uh, yeah, I'm going to just stand solidly on that where it's like, again, for me to think of the peanut butter that way, it's like saying, well, I'm thinking of it texture wise where it crunchy to me is like bumpy and it doesn't spread as gentle as smooth peanut butter does. Anyone who makes peanut butter sandwiches will tell you that where it's like, I'd rather make sandwich with the smooth because it's easy. It Lord. There's no grain to fight against. What? It's not. <laughs> Come on. You laugh I'm, think, I'm laughing at the difference in peanut butter. I'm like, I, I mean, it's true. I don't often buy chunky. I don't even know why. Like who randomly is just like chunky today? I don't know. I feel like it's, it's a weird thing. Either you like your peanut butter crunchy or you don't. The fact that she's out here giving options to Kenny is weird in of itself. So maybe it is code. I still think it's kind of ridiculous that, that you think they're speaking in code. But then also who just needs to decide between crunchy and smooth? On a regular day, it's usually one or the fucking other. Like you just default to it. You're like, I prefer crunchy. I prefer smooth. I prefer orange juice with pulp. I prefer orange juice without pulp. It's just a thing. You don't say pulp today, no pulp tomorrow. Like, that's rare. That's rare that someone is like, I'm flexible. So I'm, I'm happy that you're at least of the mindset that that's very odd to be like, a it thing is. You talk I, about. I do believe it's odd to ask about crunchy or smooth as if you don't know. You're his mother. You should know that. You should know what he prefers. But yeah, so I will, I will agree with you about that for the fucking time being. What else we got here? Um, Oh, will Nico be framed for Gemma's death? But speculate on the aftermath of her murking. I don't know. I had a friend also ask this question. Do you think Nico will be framed for Gemma? And at the time I was like, who gives a fuck? Gemma's inconsequential. But maybe, maybe. I think that Gemma would just go missing and he won't report her death. Gemma's literally in his storage unit. Yes. Her DNA is literally on his couch that yes, his mom again. gave him or whatever that he got from his mom's house. So how are you going to say he well, he only gets out by someone letting him out and then they'll be like, what's that smell? Because it's been at least six hours. The body is going into, you know, uh, a putrefied oh, state. Yes. Ew, it is maggots. decomposing. Yeah. It is going to smell badly, especially if it's a storage unit is hot. Like, Poor Nico. He's suffering. So I think someone just there is going to be like, and Nico like, help, help me, let me out. It's been four days. I've not had any water. And then someone opens up and they're like, it smells gross. Wow, that's a dead body, bro. Did you kill her? No, no, it was my wife's. Well, I don't know what she is exactly. Like maybe she's her lover. Maybe she's a coworker. I think she's both. I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know that they care enough about Nico to go back there, but being that Gemma being dead is like a thing, maybe they will tell us in season three. I don't expect to get confirmation in season two about, you know, Gemma and Nico and where that is going to go. But I do think potentially in season three, it'll be like an offhanded comment or maybe Eve will find out about it and be like, Nico's in jail. And Villanelle will be like, oh, yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I knew he went to jail and it's true. I fucking framed his ass, but I don't think he'd really care. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think if, 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 if Nico is framed, I don't think it'll happen this season do you think he'll end up in that uh the hospital at Broadmoor 
where he's like, but I'm telling you, I didn't kill her. And it's like, I think Broadmoor is for killers. So he might just end up in a place for people who cannot deal. <laughs> you know, just life has don't, has given them too much. And they're like, I'm checking the fuck out from reality and from society. Hmm. That could be Nico. Hmm. I mean, whatever gets me out of the paint. Um, I don't see a lot of screen time from in season three. I mean, at least I'm, I'm hoping not. I, I like my Killing Eve with a little less Nico personally. It's my it's my seasoning of choice. That's what we got going here. Oh, uh, will Eve kill someone in the finale? And if so, who? Well, yes, you basically Raymond. touched this. Yeah. Yes, Raymond. So she's and yes. or Peel. And Raymond. Oh, well, now she's saying yes and or. No, not or. We'll just say and. I do feel strongly she will kill Raymond. I do not know if they will both kill Peel. I would love them to kill Peel together because that's what should happen. Where does your mind come from? I'm, you know, I am giving space for Peel saying that, which I, considering he keeps women in rooms, you're mine. Mm, I don't like that. I don't like that energy. I don't like it. But he could say it. He's the only person I can think of right now. The only other person that could maybe come to mind is Raymond. I was hoping you would say that. That was the choice I left off of the quiz on purpose. And I'm banking for that to be the answer where it's like, You're yes, everybody for votes. for leaving the possible right answer wins. off the quiz. That's fucked everybody up. Everybody votes, but nobody wins. Because someone said, well, Raymond could say that. Like, he's in prime position to get that one really good hack at the tussle that he just had with Villanelle where he brings her to her knees like oh you're supposed to be the greatest or whatever and he's like you're mine and then that's when her girlfriend comes to her rescue and possibly See, that's does too, the, that's too optimistic for me you don't like, think your mind will be interrupted by the love of her life coming in and doing I think he will that- be interrupted by Eve I just don't I feel like the your mind has to come at provocation so if it is Raymond, he has to say it in response to an intonation that Villanelle does not belong to him, that Villanelle belongs to herself, or maybe I, she's in league with Constantine. I want it to be a villain, villain monologue kind of thing, where it's like, and with this, Raymond we conclude. Mo- Why do you think Raymond monologues? He's not Peel. Peel is the type to monologue. I don't well, think Ray- Raymond is the type to choke. Raymond yeah. gets straight to the point. Raymond doesn't waste any time. Raymond is an effective killer. Killers who monologue are never effective. They always die because they talk too much. she enjoys the kill, so he has to also talk when he was what? choking what Villanelle he was talking to her while he was choking her we are re-watching the clip a choke lead what a right. dick like this whole time he's talking to her while he's doing all yeah of this but stuff. that's but that's different from talking while killing he is talking to her so she understands her state of being why would he talk to people he's murdering especially if he's a fixer and he just murders people who are on his list from the 12. he's talking to villanelle because she needs to understand where she is right now she was in the impression that she could just leave the car she was on the impression that she had options with the 12 and he was letting her know like bitch you're out of options the options that you thought you had that constantine lets you flex with that's over now What's happening here is a choke. Who do you think you work for? Who do you think you are? You're only about to stay alive right now because I will it and I will it because the 12 wills it. The minute the 12 wills you not to be in existence, I will be here to fully complete the choke out because I enjoy it. So then not right before the kill, right before the fighting begins your mind because that's more in line with the way you see his character. I again, I think it's a provocation. So maybe Peel says something. It has to be how he enters the scene. Maybe Villanelle is saying something or she's hearing something and he says that because he's got jokes. He's got like really rude jokes. So if he's saying you're mine, he's saying it in that same rude, cheeky way he did when he was like, keep you on a choke leash. Like that's fucked up. 
A choker is what you use for a dog yes. to make sure they don't walk too fast. And so the fact that he's talking about keeping her on a leash with a choke, like that's that's some fucked up shit. Matter of fact, I want to fight Raymond right now for saying that to her since I just listened to it again. But yeah, that's a, I don't know that it's Raymond. Like he's not my top person for who says it, but I could see like of the people who can say it, I only have four people in mind, Eve Villanelle, Aaron and Raymond. Luckily, I just can't see it from Carolyn. I cannot see it from Constantine. Constantine knows that Villanelle doesn't belong to him. And so I just don't see anyone else saying it at this time. Well, and I put a poll up in the Twitterverse. So if you're going to go over and cast your vote, you can. I mean, you could also write in your answers if you don't see it of the four. I've put down uh, it, the line that said two Villanelles, said by Villanelle. Uh, it said by Constantine. It said by Eve. So we'll see. No, I said by Aaron Peel is said by Eve. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Coo, coo, coo. Oh. Hmm. Will Villanelle and Eve kiss in the finale? I hope so. I know. And that's why I think we won't get it. <laughs> you can be the pessimist. I will be the optimist. Yes. <sighs> yes, I will take this risky bet and say they will. They will. I have my red nose from Red Nose Day. I just got to get a colorful rainbow wig. So and if that... I had to guess who's leaning in first, I'm going to say Eve. Oh, 90-10, and... 80-20, Oh, why are you recalling Hitch? <laughs> Motherfucking Hitch, Lord. I think that it would be Eve for the simple fact that Villanelle's waiting for her. Villanelle's wanted to get some smoochy time for a long time, literally since episode eight of season one, she was trying to get some smackaroos and Eve was like, take this pointy thing first. And so I think that if someone's going to instigate the kiss to be like, we are on this page, this is the page we are now on so we can do these things, it's going to be Eve because she's been the reluctant one. So I don't know if it's going to happen, but I fucking hope for shit. And yeah, that's what I'm going with. Season three, the kiss will happen season three. Fuck off. <laughs> On to the next fucking musing. <laughs> Fuck you, Terrence. Candace's reasons why Villanelle will not kill Eve. Yes, I have them. And it's because there are people out there in the world talking about, oh, Eve could die. Eve could get stabbed. Maybe they're looking for some sort of synchronicity between the finale of last year. I submit to you guys, not only is that a little bit hackneyed, because you kind of expect it. Oh, Villanelle's going to stab Eve. I just don't think it's practical. I don't think that it makes sense for right now. I don't think from everything we've seen from Villanelle that it makes sense that she would want to hurt or kill Eve at this time. Reason number one that I have is that it's because she promised Eve she would not. I believe at this time that Villanelle keeps her promises, that she does not promise everybody stuff, that she doesn't even bother to respond if people like you promise. But as we recall, the end of season one, in the finale, they're in the bed and Eve is like, are you gonna kill me? And she shakes her head. And then Eve is like, do you promise? And she says yes. And she puts the gun down. I feel like Eve is going to hold her to that. And hopefully she holds herself to those fucking promises. Two, she never forgot her name. That should be enough to let y'all know that Eve is not a regular bitch with a hoe when she is literally forgetting everyone else's name that she encounters and or fucks. Third reason, Eve stabbed her for uh, a non-neurotypical like Villanelle who's into the violence. That's what you call a level up. That's what you call a great gift. That's what you call transcending the levels of their relationship. So I'm going to say the stabbing hmm. is one of her reasons. Next reason, Eve saved her. And some people might be like, what do you mean Eve saved Villanelle? Well, if we look at what happened, what happened in episode one with Julian, yes, it is true that Eve put her in mortal danger. Yes, it is true that she stabbed her. But it is also true that Villanelle would be fucking dead if it was not for Eve and her obsession. Yeah, that phone call saved her. 
Well, not the phone call, Eve, being pressed to show the fuck up saved her. Because if they weren't so pressed via Eve being back on the team to find Villanelle, the 12 would have been like, this bitch just fucking called? Who did she call right before then or after us? MI6! Because they'd answer the phone. They was like, bitch, ain't nobody here, ain't nobody home. Uh, You've been burned. Burn notice. And then they're like, oh, actually, she just dialed MI6 and asked for her girlfriend. Fuck! Send Raymond. <laughs> Send Raymond. Send Raymond to get this bitch. What the fuck is she doing? And so, yeah, I'm just going to say that Eve saved her fucking life. She did, because had she not done that, had she not expressed continued and renewed interest in Villanelle, she would not have been an asset. Maybe that the 12 wanted to keep around given all the trouble she caused at the end of season one. And the fact that she did not get Constantine. Constantine is still fucking alive. And so my reason after that is that Eve made her cry. For reals. For realsies. Mm -hmm. For realsies, just compare those scenes from Amsterdam to how her face was looking when she was caressing that damn scar in this past episode, Wide Awake. And you tell me that Villanelle's not in love. Next reason is connected to the cry thing. Eve makes her feel things. That's a huge deal for Villanelle with her boring fucking life in that other things and other people don't make her feel shit. And if she does feel things, it's very minute and for a very small limited amount of time, which is why the boredom is such an issue. With Eve, for the first time, that is not the case. And if I had to guess, yeah, that bitch was bored with Anna sometimes. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what I'm gonna go with. Second to last reason is Eve will give her everything she wants. I mean, she already said that she would. Will you give me everything I want? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes. And we already discussed in previous episodes, snack episodes, that Eve was working down the list of things Villanelle wants and giving them to her. So, yeah. And then my last reason is that Eve kills for her. It hasn't happened yet. But it will. But it will. But it will. Eve's first body will be for her girl. And honestly, how much more connected do you have to be when Villanelle is trying to get this bitch to murder? She's really trying to get this bitch over her murder hump. She's giving her names like Kill Commander. She's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. I know you want to do this. I know you want to do this with me. And if Eve's first fucking kill is in service of saving Villanelle, which I am 99.999999 nine percent sure that that's what happens then uh as i said earlier that's love bitch yes (laughs) love and villanelle is gonna be so fucking pleased so fucking tickled so fucking impressed so that if eve kills a motherfucker before or after it really doesn't matter someone's like you gotta take eve out you gotta go that's not happening she's like absolutely not no way can't do it can't leave my murder girlfriend we're the same we love each other in fact we're just gonna take this weapon and run off together bye-bye Good luck catching us, Carolyn. Good luck, Constantine. Good luck, everybody, because we out this shit. So, yeah, that's the end of my list. That's it. That's that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not thinking that Eve is in danger from Villanelle. She's in danger from everyone else who's not Villanelle. Wow. Until I'm proven wrong. And if I if that happens, I will fucking eat crow on this motherfucking podcast. You guys, think, no, you guys will you hear it. it. I think, yeah. Eve will get a wake up call and stop being so damn trusting of everything that's in her surroundings. And hopefully she'll learn to, I don't know, discern what's really not good for her. I mean, we can only hope. I'm saying. I think that wraps it up for our musings, our extra long musings today. Ooh, yes. Uh, so I guess we can go and meander on over to Spotted, Spotted on Twitter yeah. and Tumblr. Oh, all right. Um, you guys see this? Wait, I, I'm going to send this Is that Twitter? Tumblr? What is it? You. Send it. Right, immediately. It all right now. Right here, now. Here, all right. It's that. All right. So let's jump in. First one. Oh yeah, this is all me because I found said theory. And so this has to do with Aaron's videos and the fact that underneath Billy, we see another name for videos and Villanelle eventually clicks on that name and that name is Matilda. So a wild theory appeared on Twitter courtesy of Twitter user Villanelle27 
where this user managed to take some fucking screenshots. And what's interesting here is that we come full circle with the first episode with the blonde who spoke to Eve while she was at the eating establishment post-stabbing Villanelle. She comes up to, to Eve and she asks if she's okay. Eve has been jabbing a pen into her hand. Anyone who looked over was like, wow, that's intense. And she tries to basically create some sort of camaraderie with Eve by saying, I know how you feel. Like, I've been here. I've been at rock bottom. Eve is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Can you sense I'm a murderer? Can you sense I just did this? And she's like, no, no, addiction, addiction. And then Eve fucking laughs at her. She's like, oh, you think I'm an addict? <laughs> addict so for my girl. Cool. So the thing that is potentially cool is that there are screenshots that exist of this woman when she's talking to Eve and also the Matilda that is sleeping in the bed, presumably at Peel's mansion, unless he has a camera elsewhere, just staring at Matilda. And it looks to be the same actress. Now, I don't know how all those things could come together. It seems to lead to some wild fucking conspiracy, but it would also suggest that maybe no one appears in the fucking show by chance. And considering they get into some really ridiculous specifics with the characters, it is extremely possible that the woman we saw making contact with Eve initially was direct in line with Eve's initial paranoia after she stabbed Villanelle, which is, are people watching me? Is someone coming for me? Is the 12 looking at me? Is MI6? Mm. Is some other organization? So if this girl is in Peel's situation, what could this possibly mean about what he knows about Eve and Villanelle? And does this woman work for the 12, for Peel, for unknown organization? Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? Why is she in those sheets? Is it the same actress? I don't know. I've not checked the IMDb. And if they're smart, they haven't told us. She's uncredited right now. So I don't fucking know. That is beautiful. If I check the IMDb and I find her, I will put it on the Insta and Twitter and you guys will will see the all caps like, holy shit. <laughs> but I don't know at this time. I saw it on the Twitterverse and I thought it was incredibly interesting that someone noticed that at the very least, those two actresses, if they are different, have extraordinarily similar, similar. facial types. Yeah. And that's interesting. What I like about that is that it gives me some of the things that I want where I said, well, some people had like that cameo appearance in this show, but this show is so juggernaut now where it's like they should let some of these girls come back to play with a more prominent role where it's like, you know, like the clerk at Hot Medica, which is what I use as an example where it's like she can say she worked on Killing Eve. So why not give her something else, maybe something with more lines in a totally different You want capacity. a cameo from the hot medical clerk? But it could I be can't. from anybody who's still alive that <laughs> didn't get killed off where it's like, but you know, everyone else is getting all these great roles after doing this show. So give me something that something. I want a great stunt, a great stint, something big, something great, grand. For I like this theory because it presents an idea that I I've thought about for a while, which is that Eve has been watched and people have been designing things around Eve from the get-go. And so this would simply mean that the 12 or other organization had eyes on Eve for a reason. And they're like, we need to watch her. We need to see what's going on. We need to know what she's up to, who she's talking to, what her and Villanelle are up to, because it is relevant to our greater goals that may or may not reveal themselves in this final episode. So that's interesting. We are going to put a link to it if you guys want to check out the images and scrutinize for yourself in the chapter notes. But yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing people are talking about online. Is the blonde named Matilda in Peel's creepy Fucking videos, the same blonde who tried to talk to Eve. And if so, what the fuck does it mean? If you have any fucking thoughts, please hit us up in the DMs, on the social webs, or at our email. Hey, you guys at wellwellvillanelle.com because we are totally interested in knowing what you fucking think about this wild theory. So now we can move on to what's next here? Your polls. Yes. I have a poll. I did not find my results yet, but I'll do that while you go through your polls. Alrighty. So one of my polls was, uh, and, uh, direct 
relation to the episode that just went by, where I asked if Villanelle's new romance would be of the four, if it would be Amber Peel, Aaron Peel, the two broke girls, or not yet introduced, and there was an even split between either Aaron Peel or the not yet introduced, when all along, um, well, it depends on how you want to slice this. Her new romance? I don't know if you could call what they did was romancing. I'm guessing he was sort of the love interest. Who? But that's not where the sex happened. Oh, you mean Hugo? About, no. Um, Villanelle's new romance will be. I put Oh, Amber right, right, Peel, right. Okay. Aaron Peel. The two poor girls are not yet introduced. Well, we know that the shmang happened with the two girls. And we know that there was some solo or three-way shmang in between, um, you know, our lovely ladies with Hugo by, by proxy. But, um... For all these votes for Aaron, I guess what all the talking would have made him sort of romance, but not for not for Billy, not for Villanelle, not at all. So everybody who voted for him, even though that was half of everyone, and then the not yet introduced whoever voted for that one. Sorry, wait, guys. what were the percentages? I feel like I never heard fifty percent, fifty percent. Oh, split. Yeah, it's it, like some fucking election votes. All right. Uh, and so I had another poll where I said you'll be bored. Um, and I should have emphasized that this was the second you'll be bored because she said, I'll be fine. He said, you'll be bored. And, uh, so I said, you'll be bored. Dot, dot, dot was a demand was a request was a correction. All of the above. And, uh, 40, 45% said it was a demand. 39% said all of the above with 11% saying it was a request and 5% saying it was a correction. So, if we are of the mindset that, you know, Aaron Peel is whom he is as a collector and as this person who likes to punish people, then more than likely the uh, request, even though I think that you have to request before you demand and before you correct, um, I feel like all of the above would have been the proper answer there, but yeah, I can see how people good. would not want to validate certain pieces of that poll but you know not not too bad for 38 of you who decide to vote uh 30 votes and the poll for your mind because we wanted to know who may say such a line i said it was either said to villanelle said by villanelle said by eve or said by aaron peel and 37 percent says it is said by villanelle and so let's <laughs> join the optimism fellow crackheads and clowns we will keep it optimistic it is villanelle or eve <laughs> i am we're not down with, for the fuck shit i'm in love with this insane clown posse that we seem to have gotten going on here um but yeah but that not too far behind it 33 percent says it's said by aaron peel so that could get a little dicey i hope not. i don't want to talk about that. aaron anymore right. I've, <laughs> I've let my feelings be known 23 percent said it was said by eve and I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. You know, and then only 7% what was left was said, it is said to Villanelle. And of course, you know, the answer that is not part of the equation at all is it is said by Raymond. But oh, we don't right, we right, seem right. to not want that. Even though I, think I really don't it want is. it. The dark horse. I just feel like the sentence said in the final episode should ideally, if we could possibly, if we could just have that be by one of the main characters, which is just one of our two women, then that would be preferred for me. Alrighty, and rounding out my uh, polls is uh, me bringing up Jess. So Jess, next episode, because we didn't get her this episode. Jess, next episode. She goes into labor. Right. No, <laughs> I wrote, Jess will support Eve. 
will not appear or was a plant all along. So when we think of was a plant all along, we're already saying that yes, the team existed. And Eve wait, what just, was the what's the poll results? Oh, uh, it is eleven. Wait, fifty six percent says will not appear. But I'm I agree thinking, with the people. I'm thinking she is going to appear. I think it's going to be one of those <gasps> reunited, but you're not on my side kind of things. With a bunch if Jess of people, is out here being a fucking plant and being devious with a pregnant baby, like it's like she wants to miscarry. Like that's not what you do. <laughs> you don't involve yourself in violence when you are like eight to nine months pregnant. That's not what you do, woman. Don't do that. I, I don't trust. I think that at hair. best we'll hear that we'll hear Jess potentially because she Eve does say something at the end of the episode where she's like, "Call Jess and let her know where we are." in the things because presumably Jess oh, is back happened? at the desk. Yeah, it happened. I want to say it happened at the end of this episode where when she's sending Hugo out to get coffee, she's like, call Jess, let her know what's up and go get me that coffee, hoe. And he's like, <laughs> you've hurt my feelings. But yeah. Well, okay. So then maybe off screen action for Jess and she's like implied to still be around. Okay. Right, right, right. But she will not appear. God, I don't think she'll yeah. appear. I agree with the masses here. I don't think she'll appear because I just don't see the, the point. Unless she appears to die. They just, and that would be rude. Really? We gonna kill a pregnant, a pregnant woman? woman? Let's not do that. It's like a really bad SVU episode. So um, I yeah. did find my one poll. Oh, wait, did you have more answers no, on your poll? That, uh, that was it for the That's your, okay. poll. Yeah. So my one poll, which I'm not like Terrence. I'm not trying to fuck with y'all and give you none of the right answers. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> looking <laughs> for confirmation about what it is. I already think half the time or trying to crowdsource opinions. And basically my poll was like, do we think Villanelle left with a snow globe and Nico's recipe? And there was only two answers. Of course, bitch, exclamation mark, and nah. And I would like to report that 94% of you were like, <laughs> of course, bitch. And who were the 6% of y'all motherfuckers that said nah? You really think she didn't take that snow globe? Why did she ask for it then? What was that 15 votes? 14 yay, one day? Uh, I mean, I don't it know. It says, what is this, 20 votes? Oh, um, 20 votes. Not so bad. Nah, yeah, it was pretty good. It was a decent turnout. I was shocked because I... It was my first time doing a poll and I'm like, wow, people participated. <laughs> I'm so easily impressed online. But yeah. So, OK, that that was my poll that people were thinking what I was thinking, which is like, hell yeah. She left with the snow globe, his dignity and the recipe. So that's three things. All right. So what's next here on the spot on Twitter, Tumblr? Oh, this was a link you sent to me. All right. So, <laughs> yes, I was looking in my, you know, my Twitter and my one of my faves, my musical icon faves. Uh, Janelle Monet was like, uh. Me and a friend is uh, arguing and we need y'all to help us settle a, a situation. We're looking for the best uh, female fights. Uh, and, uh, you know, what we could source, it was like uh, cited with like video and things of that nature. But I mean, I, I was just trying to help assist out. I was like, well, if you're looking for two women flexing on each two other, bitches flexing. I mean, then why not why, go no further than, than uh, killing Eve because it's here. Greatest physical fight action scene in film, but uh, slash TV between two women. I was like, you know what? Zena and Kalisto. Right, that too. And I saw some Zena and Kalisto in here. I saw some Buffy and Faith in here. I was like, oh, oh my God. All of the greatest hits. You're taking <laughs> me back. You're taking me back to like, you know, when I was a wee one, when I was just a child and I. I, I didn't see any. Wanted uh, Buffy and Faith to date, and they didn't give it to me. I saw Charlie's Angels, but I did not see uh, La Femme Nikita. So I'm like, uh, what, what do we... Wait, which La Femme Nikita? The, the CW the, slash WB remake or the original with Peter Wilson on fucking like USA? Actually, ooh. Because that's the one ooh. fucking Gina Torres was on. I was like, what's going on here? This feels a little ooh. gay. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't even... <laughs> tangent, queer tangent. But yeah, so, okay. 
Um, and then someone put Ari and Brienne, but it was like, Yawn. What? See, okay, exactly. you know what? No, I mean, I'll say this, that Game of Thrones was so whack about his representation for women, especially when it came to fighting that, yes, when Ari and Brienne did go at it, that was that was cool. I enjoyed it. Arya was showing off her skills, but like the best? Like surely Wonder Woman or something could go in there. Oh, and then someone said Gogo and Uma. Then someone said Lucy and Uma. Actually, that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, we can take Gogo. I mean, Gogo is on the wall here. Gogo Yubari of the studio because she was maybe on screen for eight minutes, if, if that. that. And she's iconic, and she's one of my favorite lady killers to grace the stage. And I still am secretly hoping for just like that prequel that maybe I just have to invent and write of a girl like Gogo. And how does she live her daily life? Because you know that bitch is a misandrist. You know she out here slitting throats for no fucking reason. Or the fact that you just catcalled her or tried to touch her. She's like, oh, okay. Remember the guy she did away with in the bar? He was trying to flirt. And she was like, let me just cut your, your artery real quick and then laugh while you bleed the fuck out. Someone we don't really see a Polita dance. Uh, hidden dragon. Oh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is a classic. That belongs there. Well, anyway, I was getting my entire life following this feed, but I was like, mm. yeah, I was like, I'm there's something missing. So I was like, well, you know, I need you to get into. Uh... Oh, someone put up a cat fight and I was like, oh, Sandra, oh, Sandra oh. oh, and fucking Anne Hage. <laughs> what? I was like, I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. I was like, thank you so, so much. I don't know. It was great for me to just sort of get into a space where there's a lot of women uh, flexing and people with opinions and uh, wonder- this they created a, a resourceful catalog for anyone who's in touch uh, who, who needs just uh, the space to be able to see women doing their thing. Um, of course, not for the best reasons, but definitely against other women. Oh, wait. Wasn't that... I'm not the biggest fan of Michelle Rodriguez, but doesn't she oh, have yeah. a great fight scene with uh, Gina Carano? who I enjoyed from when I was younger because she was like, you know, muscles and the physicality of a woman who was supposed to be like super badass and you believe that shit. She just maybe didn't have the best range, I guess, in the role she was doing, but she could still, yeah. she was a badass in all the roles she showed up in. And I want to say, what is that? Um, Fast and the Furious, isn't it? Yeah, she right. Had she one... had a fight scene with Michelle Rodriguez. And I think was uh, Michelle, was she also... Uh, utilized in... she was she was utilized again I want to say by Fast and the Furious and she fought Ronda Rousey yes that and that was I a cool remember. scene yeah um I want to say that Paula Patton a little bit in Mission Impossible whatever one that she was in I feel like she had a fight scene because that that's real I've not seen John Wick but producer can you tell me if Halle Berry fights a woman in there because I know she's killing it Oh, Aww, damn. See, I'm still looking forward to seeing John Wick 3. But... Oh, and then they said a Red versus Adelaide in, uh, in oh, Us. Oh, that's actually good. Also, I would add Uma Thurman and Daryl Hannah. And what was that, Kill Bill 2, when they actually fight? And ooh, Uma Thurman and Vivica Fox. We already said that. Someone put up a wait Big a Barter versus the Wait, Furies. wait, 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 wait. Charlie's Angels. Like, people don't yeah. got, they really just, you know, they I don't know if there's enough love for Charlie's Angels. Throttle. No, 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 no. Demi Moore. Demi Moore right, fighting fucking Cameron Diaz yeah. in that motherfucking movie. Yeah. I remember it came out and I was like, I feel like the last time I saw Demi Moore in a movie prior to Charlie's Angels, I, I think say. that was her Ashton Kutcher phage. It was like striptease. And it was that time oh, where yeah. like she was basically, she was like, I'm going to shed this like girl next door. I'm fucking in ghosts and I'm doing pottery and I'm going to be like sultry. And she fucking did striptease. And I actually thought striptease was pretty fucking funny. And so I hadn't seen her in years until Charlie's Angels. And I was like, wow, she looked the same. Way to go, Demi. <laughs> Way to go. 
But anyways, this was like super, super fun. I love the Sandra O oh shout out that I saw. Yeah, it's a great little detour for mm-hmm. people who like lady, lady violence, lady fights. I would like to see more of that energy. Por favor. <laughs> Reality life. Can you give it to me, please? I'm still kind of pissed that Hella, played by Kate Blanchett, is out the Marvel universe because I really want her to fight she another lady. Been so much fun. Like, let her fight. Scarlet Witch. (laughs) It would be interesting. That's all I'm saying. Or even Captain Marvel, but whatever. I'm getting derailed. So let's move on. There's finally a promo for the UK and it's amazing, you guys. We're not going to fucking play it because it's great, but we're just mentioning it because I was like, yo, this is the first promo for the UK. They're showing like all the stuff. They basically show something from every episode that we've seen. And I think we would have completely lost our minds if we got that type of promo as the first promo, just showing us all this shit. But it's a great promo. We're going to link it you guys should check it out the editing is pretty fucking bomb but also isn't it kind of ridiculous <laughs> that the uk is now oh here's your first promo so <laughs> no date on the fucking preview of the show but here's your fucking promo i think it's absolutely ridiculous meanwhile here in the states um we got emmy predictions already out so we open this up what is this uh i'm looking at yeah hollywood reporter knows what's up and they are giving their front runners for the next Emmy Awards. And by no surprise, among the names being mentioned for, you know, top running shows, we've got Game of Thrones, This Is Us, Better Call Saul, Ozark, Pose, and Homecoming, and Killing Eve. Killing Eve is there because it fucking should be. Uh, the front runners listed for Best Actress include both of our women, thank the gods, because Ooh. I believe they both deserve nods. They can take that space away from. The American women in acting, they have like Julia Roberts for Homecoming. Look, I don't know. No shade to Julia Roberts, but also I don't give a fuck about what Julia's doing right now. Maybe it's amazing. Maybe one day I'll watch it, but today, no. Amelia Clark for Game of Thrones. I'm salty about what happened on Game of Thrones, so she can get a nomination because why not? She had to suffer through that ending. Laura Linney, Ozark, Christine Baranski, The Good Fight. Oh, you know, that's. I started looking at episodes of that. After Star Trek Discovery, since it comes to my subscription, and I'm not mad at it. It's right. cute. Right. Yeah. Mandy Moore, this is us. Just shout out to Mandy Moore and the way she fucking leveled up from when I was in fucking high school, or whatever the fuck. But she was like, what was that song? That was her first song. Uh, I tried, but I no, 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 no. You talking about Candy? Yes. Well, why would you say anything else but Candy? That was totally her first release. Now you can sing the chorus to Candy. I know you know it. <laughs> I might know it. Baby, talk to me and show you who you are. <laughs> why is it, why do I have like 90s Rolodex just in my brain? You know, know you remember Mandy more because she was the third wave of blonde. Because we had Britney and people mm-hmm. was like, oh, Britney. And then Christina came out. And they're like, well, she can really sing. And then Mandy came out. And they were like, but why is she here? She's cute. <laughs> yeah, that was it was kind of So rude. kudos to her. Kudos to fucking her. She went from saved to motherfucking this I is us. Filled with Christ's love. Oh, oh man. Man. I love that movie, though. It's great. Okay, so, yeah, we mentioned that to say that the front runners are motherfucking our bitches who just won awards this past year. And also Fiona Shaw is a front runner for supporting actress. And she's up against, potentially, because this isn't real, but she's potentially up against Maisie for Game of Thrones, Sophie Turner, Lena Headley, all from Game of Thrones, Julia Garner from Ozark, Susan Kelechi Watson, This Is Us, and Rhea Seahorn, Better Call Saul. I'm just going to say this. There's a show missing from there. What do you mean? Uh, what about the with all the wives? There's no, they don't what get wives? Them? Oh, you mean the Hemi's too? Uh, no, no, no. With all the wives. Uh, wives. Wives. Uh, what are you talking about? The, the, it's Steph Freddy, the show. Oh, no. 
What's that, Freddie? Oh, actually, this is what I was about to say before you said all the wives was that I I thought it was interesting that what is it? Pray Little Lies, Big Little Lies. Or, yeah, I think like it's Big Little Lies. Marilyn, all those. And I actually am anticipating that Big Little Lies will take a lot of shit. It's not even aired yet. And I watched the first season. I mean, I'm a fan of Reese Witherspoon. I, I, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, how do you have a show that's already, you know, this good or critically acclaimed? And then somehow, somehow someone writes a script, sends that shit off to Nicole Kidman, sends that shit off to fucking Meryl Streep. And they're like, sure, both of us will make time and our super mm-hmm. complicated Oscar winning schedules to do your fucking little show, Reese Witherspoon. So I feel like whatever guest category is like, oh, special guest or whatever, uh-huh. it's just forget it. it. Just like if you're trying up. to be on a show, just forget it. It's done. It's going to Meryl and fucking um, Nicole. And at the very least, they're getting nominations. So I don't know why they're not on this list. Right. That's it's really fucking weird. Me. And I think it's just because people are talking about shows that are currently on and like what's getting the thing. But I actually, and I'm making this prediction now, not related to Killing Eve, but I think that Game of Thrones will not get as many noms as people are saying. Like unless they just give them trash noms for it being the last season, they haven't given women, the women, the stuff to do for the range to get an award, except for Arya, Maisie Williams. That's it. No one else deserves an award for this past fucking season. Maybe, you know, Amelia Clark for putting up with the shits. But that's it. That's really it. That's all I'm going to say. So there's room for Jody because I argued that there was not enough room for Jody last year with the Americans I'm ending happy. and all these other things happening and the politics of awards. But I feel like this like this second season was strong as fuck oh, yes. for a sophomore showing. And I think with the way it ends, I mean, how are people not going to be talking about Killing Eve? I, we don't know how it ends yet, but we already know it's going to be like a point of conversation. Uh, yeah, it's going to definitely... Uh... Yeah, it's on the upwards trajectory. I don't see it going anywhere, but... but nope. Uh, All right, so what's next here? Awesome. Oh. Oh. A book recommendation for Eve. Shout oh. out to Victoria Sow <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, I saw it. I already know. That's why it's here. So yeah, there's uh, a there was a, a wonderful... I don't know if this Twitter user photoshopped this themselves or found it, just like in the annals of stuff that exists on the internet, but they tweeted... Villanelle really needs to buy this book for Eve. And it's basically a dummies book, you know, uh, the dummies line of like, oh, let's guitar playing for dummies. Except this one is called. Oh, masturbation. Masturbation for, for dummies. dummies. Yeah. <laughs> a reference for the rest of us. Uh, it's wait, wait, at the bottom. <laughs> Look, a reference for the rest of That's us. That's what they all say. Oh, uh, yeah. It says stop jumping to another Eve. Well, it's um, it's relevant. We would like for Eve to stop jumping on knobs completely. And if she wants to jump on a knob it should be a plastic knob the knob that is villanelle strap and that's self-explanatory we'll link you guys to that photo so you can look at it and laugh too in the chapter notes oh this is a a listener submission in terms of carolyn taking shots again so they basically sent a definition from merriam webster with the synonyms and antonyms of rising when carolyn's like oh you're rising or up eve is that what you're doing you're rising and the definition says here his little sister well it's used in a sentence his little sister made rising kissing noises whenever he was on the phone with his girlfriend synonyms of rising bantering chaffing fooling funning jesting joking joshing kidding quizzical (laughs) rallying ribbing bandying quipping baiting deriding (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it goes on and on, mocking, ridiculing, taunting. And so I feel like Carolyn is on some fuck shit, but the only thing I feel like Eve is razzing Villanelle with is her for JJ. Like she's yep. fucking, she's messing around. 
it's her nethers. It is her <laughs> sweet spot. It is her loins. It is the stuff that Villanelle really wants to get to. That is what she's rising the hoe with every day that she exists and doesn't give Villanelle everything she wants completely, the complete list. Then, yes, she is technically rising. And there's Carolyn Shade. And just like the word Sisyphean, it's brilliant. Yeah. So thank you to Twitter user and listener oh, Sigma Esquire 03. You're always reaching out and we so appreciate you for it. And a follow up with, again, Sigma Esquire 03 um, with the New Eve theme song. I don't know if we have it queued up, but. Oh, yeah. Not less of a theme song. I mean, I guess the theme song, the chorus from an existing song, but totally just like the earlier clip, relevant to Eve <laughs> when people try to tell this bitch relevant. something. And she's like, don't tell me nothing, ho. Don't save her. She don't want to be saved. This goes out to uh, Constantine, Carolyn, everyone else who's trying to tell shit. Martin, this goes out to you too. Don't save her. Bitch, she don't want to be saved. She don't want to be saved. And let's follow that up with my other favorite clip about her. Don't worry about why I do what I do. Bitch. Because I ain't worried about you. Bitch. Nah, I don't want to be cool. Bitch. Still hanging with the same crew. So, yeah, <laughs> just keep that in mind anytime you think about Eve and what the fuck she might be planning to do. Is she going to follow the rules? Is she going to do what Carolyn wants? Hell no, she's not. That would be out of character. She would rather die first. <laughs> hmm. Oh, Blinktastic uh, has some thoughts on the Shepherd's Pie recipe and why it seems to be the remix and versus the original with the curry meat. And they say um they think that it has it in it because... Eve likes Indian food. And then... Um, That's probably accurate. We do yeah. get that throwaway line that Eve and Nico are having some sort of takeout and she requests some special sauce. So maybe that is... That's the thing that makes sense, that Eve would be interested in eating shepherd's pie if there was motherfucking spice like curry in it. So, yeah. All right. And up next, we have what? Makari Madness. Oh, yeah. She's always sending me great fucking art and things. And this was, I call this visual fanfic. And I appreciate people who sate the things that I need in my life, especially after I've seen a disturbing episode featuring a dude who definitely deserves to be murked right away with Villanelle. But I do not get the pleasure of watching her murk said dude. And that dude, if you guys can't guess, it's Aaron motherfucking Peel. And so Makari sent me a motherfucking gif that... She made her damn self, and she referred to it as a leaked scene from the next Killing Eve, and I can only help. I can only help. And it's a gif of Eve shooting the literal brains of Aaron Peel, and his head explodes like a little balloon, little water balloon of blood onto Villanelle's face, and presumably she's really excited by that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the gif. Thank you for the smile. Yeah. I fucking appreciate it. Oh, uh, Bleentastic once again with a, a wild uh, theory. Oh, yeah, um, we did ask for your wild theories. Thanks mm -hmm. for sending some of them in. This one says, Villanelle's actually in love with Carolyn, as she was one of her friends from all over. <laughs> and she slaps Eve in the preview because she bad-mouthed her. Wow, that's intense. Oh. I'm never going to be upset about a sapphic love triangle of any kind because I'm always like, I don't get them enough, just like they don't exist. So I would take that. It's a wild theory. Thank you so much for submitting it. Yes, we fucking please. appreciate it. I'm going to shout you out if it happens. I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Bitch. Okay, so what's after this? Sigma oh. Esquire. Wishes for the ending of our girls. Whenever this series concludes, what do people want? What are people hoping for? We were talking earlier that we've just sort of accepted that it will be mutually assured destruction, that it is probably unlikely they will ride off into the sunset 
you know, without the 12 or MI6, like playing some fuck shit. And so I don't mind mutually assured destruction. Sigma Esquire has said that if they end on a bad note, E and V, I'm not sure I could handle it. I don't want to see Villanelle actually trying to kill Eve. Only little deaths here, people. Only little deaths. <laughs> I agree. I agree. What I would like to see is like, like I said, some set it off energy or some Thelma and Louise energy. Like we, okay, so these bitches trying to take us down, bitch. We are going down in a blaze of glory together. We are taking motherfuckers out while they take us out. And I, I would be okay with that epic Shakespearean ending. I do not want one to kill the other. I either want them to both be alive and be like, bye. Or they both die together in a blaze of glory and fully in love, defending and being ride or die for each other. I could see that. I would. I could love that. I could. What do you mean you could? What's wrong could. with you? Them riding off into the sunset or dying together in a blaze of glory are like the only two options that matter. Right, because what else is there? Breaking up? Killing no, each no, other? No, 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 no. We can't as have that. As far as the end of the series, one of those two, definitely for this finale, I don't to. know. They're going to leave it open and then say that they're going to close it after a year. I think that's what's going to happen. As long as the ride is glorious, I wouldn't mind that at all. I'm fully aware of the inherent toxicity in their union, but the beauty within the toxicity is what I'm focusing on, <laughs> so that's what's going to be. All right, so let's move on here. Oh, this time we're moving into the Reddit space. This is your space. You you always be on Reddit talking I mean, with the killing E fans. I sort of do. I do. I do, I do. I just gotta, it's not giving me the access I want. Let's get back into the dock. Share the post. I will, I'll, I have it here so I can lead into it. So this is actually very interesting because people have talked about the details within Killing Eve and someone posted on Reddit about the significance of thumb rings. And oh, so for, yeah. our, for all you queer ladies out there, queer folks, you might be aware that there's a thing that is sort of like individuals who are queer wear thumb rings sometimes to classify their sexual orientation and relationship status. A ring placed on the left hand indicates that an individual is in a relationship while a ring placed on the right means that they are single in terms of the ring being on the thumb. And what someone has noticed is that back in season one, if you guys have noticed that Villanelle consistently wears jewelry, she wears rings, she wears necklaces, and she likes the ornate stuff. She has a consistent gold ring that she wears all throughout season one, and it is consistently seen on her right hand, on her right thumb. Yes. And in this Reddit post, there is a screen cap from when she takes Eve's hand at the first dinner date they have in episode five of season one. And then there's another screenshot of Villanelle grabbing her phone from this latest episode, Wide Awake, episode seven of season two. And I can't tell if it's the same exact ring. It's a similar style of gold ring, but it is on her left hand. So this may be happenstance. It could be random, but it could also be one of those little things that the writers and people are paying attention to when we're talking about Villanelle's mindset and how she perceives her relationship with Eve and what's happening there and whether or not she's off the market. Clearly, clearly, <laughs> it's not a closed relationship because she could still fuck an avatar if she wants to, but emotionally, she's right. monogamous. I like to think of her as someone who, yeah, she's trying something very new. What, an attachment to a person? What? Her feelings. What? Feelings. Ooh. So that is an interesting thing that the fans out there fucking caught. Hopefully there's somebody in that fucking writer's room who is queer or just knows of the things and the things and the things. And so they were like, hey, let's do this little thing that maybe not everyone will notice, but the people that do notice, it'll be super important and clever for them. Well, we appreciate those kind of nods. Uh, shouting out uh, So It Goes For on Twitter, who gave us this cap of... Uh, 
waiting for the new well 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 now episode to drop oh before you go there though i just want to i don't know if you click that link in the reddit thing but there is a link to an ig post from jody comer and it seems to be a photo of the ring that her character wears it was posted 91 weeks ago so that's like a year and a half presumably during the upswing of the initial season airing and the caption says it's all in the details villanelle the ring reads the important thing is not what they think of me but what i think of them and so interesting it's just interesting that jody had a post a year and a half ago about this ring which means there was a discussion with wardrobe about Mm -hmm. it and even though we may not see or notice everything on the first viewing there are people whose whole jobs it is to think about these fucking details and they take it very seriously so Kudos once again to the crew of fucking Killing Eve for fucking being amazing. And now, yes, yes, we can move on to, what was it? A shout out? Oh, yeah. I shouted out uh, at So It Goes For on Twitter, just as as they were waiting patiently for (laughs) uh, someone to react with because they had lots of feelings and thoughts and wanted to hear what we had to say about. Hey, Katie, at So It Goes For. We're glad to hear that you be looking for new episodes to drop. That's nice. Thanks for telling us. Makes us feel good about spending these wee hours in the motherfucking studio <laughs> recording this content for you guys. also want to shout out another listener who hit us up on the Twitterverse, Annie Rye. Hey. Oh, hey. You said that you just found the podcast and that you think we're a gift. Ah, uh, thank you. We find every listener to be a gift. We so appreciate it. It's pretty wild that this season is about to come to an end. I'm not fully prepared for it, but I'm so happy that more of you are finding us and enjoying our ridiculously long takes and meta analysis analyses of the show. And with that, that wraps up our uh, spot on Twitter, Tumblr, and brings us to our final takes. Final takes. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. Right, final takes, final takes. So, well, this first one here really has to do with your little fucking list that oh, you yeah. made that is a good list of possible fucking murders. Because everyone's like small deaths, but at the same time, this death has to matter. That's going to Right, it has to be episode. small, but big. I, do you right. think we'll get more than one death or? More than one death would be, I mean, we're actually, it'll trend us back to the root of what Killing Eve was about where there were like at least two deaths an episode. And it was like, well, which one do we like more? Versus these where it's like, oh, this death sort of happened. We were, we've been in this don't kill anyone vibe. So if things are hitting the fan, then maybe people now just have to be, you're in the way, get out the way or, or die. So maybe two people will maybe. be in the way. So maybe, maybe. two people are going to have to die. So yeah, of the possible Vicks that we have here on this list, um, we have Mrs. Leary. Yes. Wild uh, Mrs. Leary. Up to no good. Mm-hmm. We also have Aaron Peel. Makes a lot of sense. I want him dead. I want him buried by the time season two is over. Don't know if I'll get it. Uh, then there's Raymond again, because he's for some reason. Raymond got to go. That he, ginger got to go. go. He got to go. Uh, Hugo. Yes, Hugo for being a rat. You have for being a snitch. Yeah. Uh, if he calls <laughs> Carolyn to rat out Eve and gets murked for it. Hey, that's so what happens, this. bro. Not only does she take advantage of my body. <laughs> She can be like, bitch, I ain't asked for that. Keep those those facts to yourself. I don't care what happens with you and Eve sexually. Just give me the dates. His ego would make him mention it. He, If he knows better, he should keep that shit to himself. Because, you know, Uh, Carolyn don't give a fuck. (laughs) Uh, And then we got Kenny. We have Kenny. I don't think Kenny will be in the scene to be killed. I feel like Kenny is an off-site type of person, like Elena, where they're like, hey, come to the scene for this case. And he's like, hell no, I'll be. I'll remote in with my skills (laughs) and call you with what's going on. 
and then uh, a Constantin because what's a finality? He's the Glenn. He's right. the Glenn of killing Eve right now, and maybe he can go down twice. Maybe we can fear for Constantine's life twice, and I think that that has some validity for the simple fact that Constantine looks like. Yeah, Villanelle, I'm sorry that I've upset you. When he goes there to say whatever he has to say, and during that same conversation, it's like, you need to leave Eve, and it wasn't my idea. Whatever is happening, she's like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. So I feel like she is feeling a way about Constantine. She's yeah. upset at him. She doesn't trust that he has nothing to do with it, and she's mad that he was a whole fucking liar while she was packing. So, yeah, I think that's... I think he's in danger from Villanelle if she's, you know... Because actually, that's one of my side theories, is that there are some people who think she says the line... Um, I thought you were special. Yeah, I thought you were special. I don't think she says that to Eve. I think she says that to either Aaron or Constantine. I am of that mindset as well. Do you have reasons? I have well, specific yeah. reasons well, or do you have abstract reasons? My reasons for Aaron will be because of it's her bringing up. I think it's her as Billy saying it. No, that's you incorrect. You think that Villanelle is saying it? She is accent? though in the trailer. It's literally her with her hair in the bun in the red outfit. And she has the thing and she's like, I thought you were special. It's in the same space where some people are musing that she pulls out that little gun to kill Eve and then maybe doesn't kill Eve and decides to, like Eve is able to disarm her in some way emotionally and they decide to go off together. I actually don't think my reasoning for that has more to do with just like the logistics of the fact that Sandra O oh is shorter than Villanelle. And most of the time Villanelle speaking to Eve, she has a slight angle down with her eyes. In that shot, she looks to be looking straight ahead. And so to me, that fits more of a Constantine or, a or an Aaron, because mm. she does at this time find Aaron to be special. Whether that special means like worth staying alive or whatever, it's really about the fact that you're kind of like me, I'm a fucking narcissist, I'm special. So if you're like me at all, that makes you special. Kind of like extends to Eve as well. Like you're like me, so you're special too. So I don't know. Yeah, that's my reasoning for that. Pretty basic, like height, height, is that it? <laughs> also, I don't want it to be Eve unless it's just like during some other confession. Oh, and then, uh, so now that we've seen the episode before, because we had these leaked uh, uh, the scripts for the episodes well, well before. Leaked or designed? Did, they uh, des they by design. It. They're like, this is my design. We're going to get you stressed. So, yeah, so we're going to just read over again what this could all mean now that we have more factoids in our possession. Uh, the descript for to await. Uh, oh, yeah, you're mine. Mine. Uh, Eve's mission is disastrously compromised. Uh, Carolyn briefs Eve on her current status as an employee of the British government and leaves Eve's future in her own hands. A villain does everything she can in order to get to her ultimate target. Um, so, wow. Uh... Yeah, uh, jokes on you. You were an experiment the entire time. You were, you, you, were, you were never in MI six. Why? Why did you? MI six is. Why don't gone. you think you've never, never gotten paid? Why? Why do you think? Uh, uh, so yeah. Yeah, uh, I think Eve is is a mess. I think Hugo ends up dead or just like reveals that he is not just a fucking fool who has no purpose for being an MI6, but maybe he's a fucking ringer and he's there for other reasons have to do with like Eve's safety and depriving her of safety. I We know that Carolyn briefs her on her status as an employee of the British government, which is like barely there or not at all, I would assume, <laughs> because she's done a lot of fuck shit. She's like, you're not even on the paperwork and I've completely given deniability to myself for you and my bosses that actually care about 
stuff like paperwork and accountability. And Villanelle does everything to get to her ultimate target. I'm not sure what that means. Initially, I thought it meant Aaron Peel. It could still mean Aaron Peel. Maybe Aaron is an orchestrator of sorts of the mission going down because he is aware that Villanelle is Oksana and that Eve is also here behind this and other stuff. And he tries to just like he tries to fuck her up and leave her with Raymond. And then they find him at the end because Villanelle and Eve have decided to... They need to get the weapon to give themselves some sort of protection from MI6 and or the 12. And so they go back and they fillet him, maybe like the little pig on the spit. I don't fucking know. But at this point, I'm assuming that Villanelle's ultimate target is Peel and or the weapon. I'm going to go off the rails and say that her target is going to be a figurehead of the 12. I'm thinking someone of importance will be there. And once she gets that information of their affiliation, she's going to probably press and almost murder that person for additional information, or at least try to try to get access to that person because she needs the facts. These people have been running her life since before we got a series. So it wouldn't, it would make sense to me that she's like, Oh, the 12 is about this weapon. The 12 is around They're in Rome. Something's going down. I, before I go to the wind, you know, uh, before I need to escape or flee, let me see what I can get information wise. She, she, of course, yeah, she definitely needs that information. That's possible. I don't know who else it could be besides Carolyn, if that were the case, but that is an interesting theory. Yeah. I'm also going to make another wild prediction that for some reason I thought like if there's an order of deaths, if there's more than one death and it's Aaron and Raymond, that Raymond happens later in the episode and Aaron is what gets Carolyn all upset. Or maybe like the weapon ends up in the wind or something. That's my wild prediction is that they kill Aaron and it leads to salty Carolyn and the new statement about bitch, you really fucked up. I literally told you not to do this one thing and you did this thing. I'm also curious about, you know, the order of events. I do feel like, you know, after shit goes down and their Villanelle and Eve decide to work together, that they're probably looking for something to do with the weapon or something to do with MI6 or Carolyn directly to use as leverage because we do have that voiceover of Villanelle saying, if you see anything scary, just leave. Don't be brave. The only person she's talking to is Eve, who she cares about, like not being brave and not getting hurt. And so I think that Eve is looking for something. She's looking for the weapon. She's looking for a key. She's looking for a code. She's got that maid outfit on. At the time we see this overview. So maybe she's gained access to Peel's mansion to like do some fuck shit. We have no idea, but we know there's a lot fucking going on and they're definitely freaking working together. There was also an interesting shot in the trailer where Eve is outside in Rome. She also has on the uniform and she's looking at a guy and we see just the back of his head in slow motion. And that gives me the impression that we got in the first episode of season one or first episode of season two where she is paranoid. She is probably outside because she just did something and now she's concerned or she just learned something. And now she's concerned that everyone on the street could be out to get her or doing something or up to something that is not exactly what it appears to be. Or maybe like a Forrest Dean situation where it's like she was so close to the shits, so now she needs to, you know, she's hyperventilating, she needs to catch her breath, she's... That to me looked like a paranoia spin. It did not look like a panic attack. It looked like I'm concerned at everyone who's looking at me. That ah. extreme paranoia, like you passing me, you could kill me, you, you could knife me because if she gets some sort of information or confirmation that says you're in danger and people are coming to get you, that's what you do. You're suddenly like, I'm on the street and I'm vulnerable. Who's looking at me? Why are you looking at me? Is it too long? You're up to something? I don't know. That's that's the impression I got. I don't know how real that is, but that's just what I got because the slow-mo doesn't make sense to me otherwise. Why is she staring at that man? What's going on? 
And we should just also note that scene in the trailer where Eve looks like she's breaking out or into some place. She's in her turtleneck. She does not have the uniform on. So it makes me wonder if this connects to her getting to Villanelle because she does not have the uniform jacket on when Villanelle is ushering her down the stairs. And then the other scene where it looks like they're about to potentially kiss or just Eve looks like she's smitten their outside in actual Roman ruins, which I'm like, is this a is this a metaphor <laughs> for the ruins of their careers, quote unquote, the ruins of like the stability that they were enjoying for a while? I don't fucking know, but I like My it. My head cannon, I love it. This hitting of the log and this feral thing that she's experiencing where she's like, I have to get through this door. I would like to think that it's Villanelle on the other side. And she's like, I have to get through now to save her. What else am I going to do if I don't break through this door? Lose my girl? And That's I'm not an option. that she found the log to help her. Oh my it's God. It's a better use of log. Definitely maybe, a better use of log. So I'll say that. She incapacitates uh, the pursuer of Villanelle. What do you mean the pursuer? She kills that motherfucker. Ain't no incapacitate. It's murder. Well, if the Eve puts by hands law on people. Make sense. If Eve puts hands on somebody for Villanelle, it's murder. It's not incapacitate. It's I have ended your life force. There is no okay. pulse. You are going pale. I've committed a crime. And if I have to guess, I'm going to say Eve kills Raymond with his own goddamn weapon because that would be some poetic shit. And he had an axe. So kill him with the axe. Cut off his neck. Cut off his neck. Cut off his head. Like axe him in the neck like fucking Walking Dead style when they did that shit to Herschel. Or just like axe him in in the... in the legs and then axe him in the back. Just take his ass out. Do it several times. Do it the shining style. I don't fucking care, Eve. Just do it. Double pits to chesty like axe body spray. Oh my God. <laughs> I fucking can't. All right. So those were our final thoughts and we will see. What happens? Yeah. comes to pass. Season ends with them realizing they can trust no one but themselves. All right. So it's time for our favorite line of the week. Favorite line of the week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh, I guess I'll do mine first this week. And this is my favorite line of the week. Get ready, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> That's it. That's the line. What oh are you doing? My. I love those rhetorical questions from Villanelle. I mean. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's 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 move on to your line. Oh, yes. Yeah, so mine's you got in the first two minutes, but it just, it was so the way to keep a sense of normalcy and what could have been a chaotic situation for anybody else getting caught out in the paint. So how you over here trying to max your woman and you got two other things that's in the back that need to sneak out of your apartment somehow. There's only one way in and one way out. So you caught. So it's just about, it, it was the saving face. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, let's, let's play this shit. Here we go. We couldn't remember. Could you tell? Aaron Peel is going to <laughs> Eva's like, bitch, don't ask me no damn questions. If I could tell, I'm not going to tell you how. I'm just going to get the fuck out of this motherfucking flat because I am upset. She's like, please, baby, please. You know, uh, I'll never do it again. Not really, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not with them. But she she, she played makeup. Them. She was like, I will give you hand sex. I will reassure you. I will do all the things I need to do this episode because I strap blocked myself. And while it was delicious, I'm still mad at me. <laughs> I'm mad at me for doing that. Ah, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this penultimate snack episode prior to the season finale of season two of Killing Eve. We have tried to cover and speculate to our heart's content about all the things that could possibly happen in this episode and exercise all the demons we have in terms of our stress, anxiety, and all the things that I'm sure all of you guys are feeling about what's going to happen to our ladies. Are they going to kiss? Are they going to get stabby with each other? Are they going to end on a happy note with each other? Or are they going to end on a on a bad note with each other? Is Constantine going to be effective with his interloping? Is Carolyn 
isn't going to be effective with this interloping. I just say, be like us, keep the faith, keep the optimism. Actually, be like me and keep the optimism. Taryn still thinks that no kiss will happen mm-hmm. in season three. Season Light three. your candles, put your prayers up for a season finale kiss because that'll fucking, like, the more energy, positive energy we put into the universe, maybe the better chance we have of getting some positivity back for our villainy of shit. Oh, did you have any announcements or? Oh, yeah, I do have a swag announcement. We have said that we were sending swag out to people. We were pretty busy these past couple of weeks and we're sorry we didn't send it out yet, but it's going out tomorrow. For those of you who we've been in contact with, please check your DMs and such for requests for like size preference because we were about to send them out earlier today. Then we were like, oh, we didn't ask about size preference. That's shitty. And so, yeah. <laughs> please check your messages and hit us back with your size preference and then keep an eye on fat motherfucking swag which ideally should get to you before the season finale also want to mention that we did throw up a PSA on the Insta about oh, yeah. our super long recap for Wide Awake we honestly held back a lot of our theories and just things we were thinking and we tried to keep it linear in fashion and uh, that shit ended and we did some editing we took out we were like let's take out this fucking ramble let's take out this fucking shit over here and that shit was still three hours and 30 seconds so we put up a PSA to be like look we failed (laughs) y'all we tried to be we tried to be more concise and it did not fucking work hopefully you guys still enjoyed the episode anyway also want to mention that massive giveaway that we said we were going to do in the last snack episode picking one of our reviewers who leaves a little word a little note about if you guys are enjoying the show we're going to be doing that drawing after the season finale probably in the snack episode but you will hear more from us about that and we'll also let you guys know when we throw a picture up on the insta although if you're following us already you will just see it of like what you can expect in your little fucking killing eve package oh yeah also want to mention if anyone's curious about some of the stuff that's in there one of the things that's in that that little thing that thing we're doing it's a gay goblet i just feel like i need to mention the gay goblet because i'm super excited about the gay goblet it's for whoever gets one two cheers cheers killing eve cheers the kiss that will happen mm-hmm. Ke- cheers the schmang that will happen in season three so you can cheers it out to the end of season two and then cheers it up to the opening of season three it's a gay goblet who doesn't want to fucking have a gay goblet right like it's a goblet and it's gay it's gay, just- it's gay. Just go for it. <laughs> just, just go for it. You want it. And I'm going to put a picture up. It's glass edged. Hopefully you guys will dig it. And uh, I will turn it over to you, Terrence Palastri. All right. Well, we love you guys. And be sure to catch us on the Twitter waves, the Tumblr waves, the Insta waves, all of the waves. Uh, you'll see polls out, vote in the polls. So you already know where it was. It? It's well, Villanelle, because they didn't let us do well, well, Villanelle. On the right, it's well villanelle on Twitter, well well villanelle on Instagram, well well villanelle.tumblr.com, and hey you guys at well villanelle.com. Oops, it's hey you guys at well well villanelle.com. What the fuck? That's our <laughs> website. You can check it out if you want to. There's stuff that happens there. So, you know, it's two days left until the AMC premiere account users can witness the season finale ahead of its uh. Shit. TV premiere. Um, so I, I'm just. I know you're gonna make a request for people to like keep it on the DL. I'm gonna say this very clearly right now, right the fuck now. If there's a gif, like if there's a scene that I can't help but gif immediately on my fucking computer for all of you listeners that started following us on Tumblr, like fucking block that shit. Like block me, block Mute, us, right. delete because I have to be perfectly fucking honest that the minute I see it, if I get any sort of confirmation that there's a kiss, that there's a hug, that there's an embrace, that Eve kills a hoe, 
for her bitch. Look, it's going up. It's going up. So, but just on Tumblr, because I'm not a bitch. I'm not going to put it on Twitter for oh, people to just find you. randomly. I'm going to put it on Tumblr with the tag that says Killing Eve Spoilers. Blacklist the hell out of that shit and blacklist the hell out of me. Block, block us on Tumblr is what I'm saying, because we will be fucked up. Terrence is out here trying to give PSAs like, hey, guys, don't be a bitch. I'm just saying that the minute <laughs> that happens, if and when it does happen, it's on. Look for ridiculous posts. Look for videos of me just screaming down the street. All that shit will be present for you to enjoy on Friday and Saturday morning until we actually can watch it all together again live. But yeah, just wanted to, I know what he's about to say and he's trying to be super responsible. I just want to let you guys know that I'm the villanelle in this situation, completely irresponsible, and I will be doing what my feels dictate on Feel, Friday. Filter your timeline. Sorry, sorry you know, not sorry. What, kill, murder, love, <laughs> schmink, kiss, Character names, the Killing Eve phrase. Just block the just, shit just out of Well Well Villanelle. Just, just block, yeah, block it. I will be well. on there and I will be fucking out of control. I already know this. And for other AMC Premier account holders, use that use that time wisely. Uh, construct your gifts. No, I'm <laughs> no, serious. For real, for real. Construct for your real. gifts. You know, uh, make all of the gifts. Yes. We can all repeat each other. We can piggyback. We can literally make the same gift 87,000 times. It's all good because if any of what I just fucking said happens, I want to see all the gifts, every fucking gift in Technicolor, in black and white, your shitty pixelated gifts, your amazing high quality 4K gifts. I want all the gifts. I will not deny a single fucking gift maker their due. I will reblog everything. It will be obnoxious for whoever's following us. Anyway, I'm sorry. Look how no, excited I'm getting. Know, it's a fucking mess. Because Please we are almost here. finish your salutations. So, yeah, so I'm done. Uh, play nice on the internet for those uh, Game of Thrones fans, you know. And you know what? Um, you can let them know that they have a show that they can latch onto that's easier on the softcore porn, but heavy on the female flexing. You know, be kind uh, again to one another because you never know who will be paid off to end your life. <laughs> and <laughs> until uh, next time, if there are no additional announcements. Uh, here's hoping you get killed by a They fucking hugged in the promo, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>